Christ, you people suck. <laughs> wow. Wolverine wanted to be a For another episode of M4G Radio, episode 448 for October 17th, 2016, and we're smack dab in the thick of the rush, the San Francisco rush. That was a good game. Oh, they were all good games. I miss mm-hmm. those games. Rush the Rock, San Francisco Rush 2, where you had wings on your car. Which one was the one? Oh God, there was one where it was like, is in the future. That's uh, twenty forty nine. Twenty forty nine. That I played the crap out of that one. Yep, Rush twenty forty nine. And if you owned a console back then, the only version of that game worth playing was the N sixty four. N sixty four version. Yep, because the PlayStation one version was terrible. Mm hmm. Uh, but anyway, with us this week, we've got we've got Drew. Hey. We've got John. Hello. And we've got Jay. Wonderno. And supposedly the Wombat is going to join us in a couple minutes. Uh, actually, I think he, <laughs> he just logged on. So let's see. There if, you go. Let's see if we okay. pick him up. Uh, also, Gambus Khan claims he will be here in an hour. In an hour. <laughs> so just in time for us to finish. Just to, uh, yeah, right. When's the last time we had a podcast that lasted less than an hour, John? Mm. Sorry, my bad. Uh, and the Wombat, are you here? I am here. There we right. go. We have a quorum. Maybe. <laughs> or something. Video games. Let's talk video about... Video games. Video games. Let's talk about video games. Those are things that are happening. Happening like crazy. And if you tuned into this podcast to hear about VR, you should probably turn it off. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have some stuff to talk about VR. Oh, okay, okay. That's, that's right. You t- you tweeted that you played the the Gear the, VR. The Gear VR, among some other stuff. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. Well, the PlayStation VR is the hotness, and I don't think any of us bought that. No. Nope. nope. Um, did uh, Justin buy it? The other Justin. Yes. Yes. So Lenny bought it, and uh, I was saying before the show started, I was like, I almost asked him to join us, and then I forgot. So, uh, okay. But cool. yeah, he, uh, if you want to see, he posted a few videos on Facebook, uh, and some impressions on Twitter. He seems pretty happy. He seemed like he really enjoyed it. So that's cool. Very cool. Uh, but let's talk about non glasses based video, video games. Drew, you want to talk about some video games? Sure. I, I should probably know. look up that embargo and make sure if you can talk I, about I it. I cannot talk about that game. Oh, that's right. Did I send you the... No, no, not that one. The other one. What other one? I sent what you... is the title of these games? World of Final Fantasy Drew cannot talk about. No. Okay. Oh, but the, I want to know about that. The Bug Butcher. That's the other one. Oh. 
I did. Don't even you. don't even bother looking it up because I haven't downloaded it yet. Oh, good job, Drew. <laughs> nice job, Drew. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, yeah, because uh, Justin was gonna review it and then he got five VR review codes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, poor bastard. <laughs> Let's hope he don't get sick. Yeah. No, he said he wasn't sick. He said he tried all the different stuff and he didn't get sick. So. Mm. Lucky him. Okay, well, you could have talked about the Bug Butcher, but you well, didn't download it, so good job. Unfortunately, I have not played it yet. Cool. Way to go. I'll, I'll put mm. it this way. First impressions of looking at a video of it, it looks like a mobile game. <laughs> well, so does... Um, you know what it looked like to me was, do you remember... Oh, God, what is that game... The, the good the, one? The Newgrounds game. Are you talking about Jetpack Joyride? No, 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 no. I'm talking about the, the Flash game that came to Alien Hominid? There you go. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. Alien Hominid was not bad. I like that. They yeah. did Castle Crashers and uh, Battle Block Battle Theater. Block Theater. They, yeah. they got a new the game. The Behemoth, isn't that who they are? Yeah, they got a new game coming out called The Pit People. The Pit Ooh, People. Nice. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, um... I played a lot of World of Final Fantasy, but I can't talk about it. Well, then. God damn it. Um, I don't even think I, you can talk about it next week. I don't think you can talk about it until the 24th. 24th, my birthday. Yeah, happy birthday. Happy birthday. But, um, yeah, I, uh, I, I play a lot of Overwatch. You and me both, brother. <laughs> we can yep. talk about some new stuff they added to Overwatch, which is the Halloween extravaganza. Is it just, uh, we were talking about this last night because we weren't getting a good rotation of maps, but is Hollywood the only map that got like a theme? An update, yeah. 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 Kind of felt like that because we, we did not see pumpkins or anything else anywhere else. Yeah. No. So they've done a whole Halloween update where they added a new brawl, which is Horde mode. really, really good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I tried that. It's pretty fun. It's great. And it's a good way to test out characters you're not familiar with. <laughs> well, there's four. There's only four. The, that's true. But three of those people I've never played before. <laughs> yeah. The the only time I've won that brawl with randoms is when I played as Anna, and I do not understand how that happens. Mm. I wish they would incorporate something like that into the regular game because it's a good way to test out your characters because it's more, it's better than the training that they do have. Because the training that they do have is just uh, bots are just standing there, and you're just hitting them. Uh, they have they have bots that are also moving around, cover and this and that. But uh, yeah, I agree. It just that also gives you no experience as well. The training, yeah. and it should technically because you're still playing the game. But in the brawl, you get actually a good amount of experience, so you still get the benefit of getting the boss uh, boxes and leveling up. And um, also, it's just it's just fun. They just have some really creative ideas with the skins. Um, like really, a lot of detail went into a lot of the voice act, voice lines. I played that mode for like like five six hours at least, and then I was still hearing new voice line I never even heard before at the end yeah. of it, which is bonkers. There's so much detail put into a mode that you know some people might just play once or twice and be like, oh okay, that's cool, and that's it. But yeah. you know they they put that emphasis in there and effort, so which is nice to see. And uh, Reddit went crazy, actually, on Overwatch, saying that, like, oh, how much people love it. The response for that mode in particular was overwhelmingly positive. And they're requesting that Blizzard put in a permanent mode like this and expand it even further. And uh, 
the one thing that Blizzard does well is that they listen to their community like uh, very very well. Like if you look at all the things that they've done in the past, they've always you know looked into people talking about like how certain characters are overpowered, how they wanted some UI things changed. So I think we will likely get a PVE mode in um, Overwatch that will have like a permanent place in it eventually. I'm down I'm with totally that. Down. Yeah, I'm totally yeah. down for that. New modes are always good. And uh, when the fuck is Sabra coming? <laughs> <laughs> Queen of Sabra. When is she going to be here? <sighs> they're, they're expecting her to, uh, sometime next week, or people are predicting, because there's a, an ARG thing that was uh, going around. Uh, the countdown is going to be ending, I think, next week. So they're thinking that PTR should receive her next week, and then we'll probably see her a week afterwards. But we'll see. Are you messing around with that at all, PTR? No, I don't. I don't. I don't mess with PTR. I, you know, it's... I, I did with Diablo, um, just because I, I I wanted to see all the new shit. Especially, they were like, "Oh, this new loot 2.0 system." Back whenever they actually fixed Diablo, I was like, "Okay, I'll jump in and see." I played it. And I said, "I'll be damned." They have fixed Diablo. <laughs> Xbox preview program has completely made me not want to test things that are not done. Yeah. Yeah. That thing yeah, is let, awful. Let other people do the dirty work and then just be excited for it when it officially launches. That's how, that's how I look at it. Yep. There's a lot of cool features in that new Xbox update, but you know what? I'll wait till they're done. Yeah. Um... Honestly, it's been just messing around with stuff, you know, since I got this new PC, I've just been experimenting with a few things. I played a good amount of Civilization V because, you know, um, 6 is coming out soon. Um, I just uh, I installed Guild Wars 2 again. Are you uh, reviewing Civ 6, Drew? I am not. It's actually going to be Sophie. If we oh, get okay. it. If we get it. <laughs> um, But I will... <laughs> After watching some videos of Civ Six, I think I need to get that game. I think you need to get uh, gears, but you won't buy that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's the thing is, like, I don't, I don't need to get Civ Six. No, no. Truthfully, none of us on the show need to buy any games. We got plenty to play, but you know. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's really, it's not been that much. And trying to think of what I wrote for review this week, I wrote a few reviews. Did you? I think so. I, I just can't remember what. Let me look. A few things have went live. I know that. Must have uh, been very memorable games that you. Yeah, did. I know. Well, you you did Event Zero. That's the only one in the top list. But you talked about that last week. Yeah. Okay. So, you you've been you've been quiet. Oh, you quiet. did Mortal Kombat. You know. I think I talked about that too. Yeah, and you talked about Paper Mario. Those were your last three reviews. Okay, never mind. <laughs> I ain't done shit. <laughs> so um, we'll just leave it at that then. I played a lot of Overwatch. There you go. And, and messed around with Guild Wars 2 for a little while. Guild Wars. Yeah, I saw they announced the new Final Fantasy 14 expansion. I'm like, God damn it. Yeah. I, I, so I came to the realization last week. I have never hit the level cap in an MMO, ever. And yeah, that is shocking to me, considering how many you played. And you talk about Guild Wars 2 a lot, so yeah. I expected you to have at least gotten you know max level in that game, because it's not hard. It's, it takes you like a week, maybe. Yeah. So uh, That's weird to me. And I, I have a feeling I want to do Guild Wars 2, or any MMO for that matter, and I want to get the level cap. I just want to do it. It's something that I want to. Uh, you, know, you know, you know what you guys should do. 
get nice two copies of that new Final Fantasy XV expansion, and you guys play co-op style. Record a nice am, video, it'll be a good watch. The, the Final Fantasy XIV was the closest I came. I was at 40, 44, 45 when the cap it's 50, was... The it, was cap? it was 60 when uh, Heaven's Word came out. It up to 60. Okay. So that's the closest I ever was to hitting the level cap in an MMO. And that doesn't count the jobs in 14, because 14 has, I think, like 12 or 13 job classes, and they all level separately. And you can switch jobs? You can switch jobs once you get to a certain point in the game, and then you can go to these uh, vendors that sell um, different... Because you got to have a different weapon equipped for each right. class. So, But yeah, they would sell the weapons. And then I actually had two, and I had one of them up to ten, and one of them up to like five or six, just experimenting. Right. I don't know. I love that game. Maybe, maybe I should try the Old Republic... That was good. I had a 30, 30 or 31 in Old Republic. What's another good What's another good MMO that's free? Uh, I haven't played a lot outside of that. I mean, I played DC a lot, but, you know. You really don't want to pay that monthly bill, huh? <laughs> Not really, dude, because, I mean, that's the thing is what if I do lose interest again? Well, think about it this way. Like, most MMOs that you can purchase comes with, like, a month free at the very least. So within that month, you should be able to get to max level if you actually play like a decent amount. And um, the thing about like the monthly bill, like it does justify it. You know, most games like Final Fantasy uh, fourteen, uh, like World of Warcraft, like Legion, especially, everyone's been uh, going nuts about it, talking about how it's revitalized WoW, uh, and the numbers have shown that it's uh, it's done better than the other two expansions, which has been like a downhill trend. So, you know, there's a lot of games you can try out. Uh, have you ever played World of Warcraft? I did. I got about level 25 with a hunter. Uh, what what expansion was you, were you playing at? I, I, I was playing base. Um, I think the, World like, of Warcraft's free to 20 or 30 now, It's right? the level 20 now. Yeah, I think 20. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I, that's not going to help you with the whole, you know, max level thing. When I, when, when I was playing World of Warcraft, I think Wrath of the Lich King had just came out. Mm-hmm. But I didn't have any of the expansions. I just had the base game. Oh, so you were missing two two expansions at the time then. Yeah. But I did play for probably about two months. I mean, that's always going to be the de facto one, right? If you want to... Yeah, that's the that's the landmark title that everyone has played at some point or another. Does, uh, does Champions Online still exist? I don't that think so. That game was pretty good for a little while. Yeah, I think they shut that down. I did play Champions for a while, too. See, I've played a ton of MMOs, you know. Yeah, uh, I mean, just, they're not bad games. It's just they're hard. You, you've got to kind of dedicate yourself to It's a commitment. Yeah, you, yeah. Have, you have to yeah. commit yourself to it kind of thing. And that's the thing. I already own Guild Wars 2, and that game's pretty easy to solo for the most part. I soloed most of Final Fantasy except for the dungeons because you have to group up for the dungeons. Well, see, they don't really have dungeons in Guild Wars 2. They have these, like, special events that are kind of like raids, and, like, 50 people will just show up and sit there and wait for it to begin. Guild, Guild Wars also had dungeons. You just queued up for them. And then there's, like, stones, and then you queued up for these five-man or six-man dungeons or whatever, and you get special loot after you finish it. They had a bunch of them. I must have never ran into them. Um, there's there's one every like few levels that you could go into. Like they're fun, Drew. You should have you should have checked them out. Yeah, well, the Final Fantasy dungeons were super fun because they were tactical. They weren't just go and power your way through. Like you had to do certain things as a team 
in order to take down the boss. And the first time I fought Ifrit, I was like, okay, yeah, this is Final Fantasy. <laughs> that was a cool fight, man. It was hard, but it was so cool. Speaking of, speaking of Ifrit, I fought him a few days ago. You can't but talk anyway, about that game. I can't talk about that game. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's. I, I think I think I'm gonna do Guild Wars too. I think uh, yeah, just just you know casually playing through it. <laughs> There's um, no casual in an MMO. The 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 issue is is I have no idea what class. Like, that's my problem. I'll sit there at the class screen and like I don't know what I want to play. Just pick one and go. That's what I did in yeah. Final Fantasy. Just pick it and go. Yeah. So, but yeah, um, I mean it's it's been a lot of Overwatch since they had. I, I've been trying my damnedest to get a fucking Halloween skin, and I can't. I can't. How <laughs> many coins you got? It. You got enough coins to buy one? I've got plenty of coins to buy them, but I'm hoping. I'm going to keep playing it until the, the last day, so then I can just purchase. Yeah, it. Yeah, just just purchase it on Halloween Day because it resets on uh, November first. Yeah. yeah. If I don't have the Mercy skin by then, I'm going to buy it. I think I'm up to twenty two hundred coins, so I should have three thousand by the end of the month. Yeah, you should be able to get there. So yeah. plenty of time. That's I've the only like one that I want that I don't have. Yeah, that Mercy skin is good. Yeah. I'm I'm just dying for the Reinhardt one. The Reinhardt one I got in my first box. I was kind of shocked. It's cool. I, my first, my first box, I got the Reinhardt like emote where he like smashes the pumpkin with his hammer. Oh yeah, that one's great. Yeah, I hate that the winning poses are all them coming out of the graves. Like, I see too many of those now. I mean, some of them are clever. Yeah, like Maze has her holding the little little robot above her hand. <laughs> the uh, the diva one actually has Doritos on the back of the gravestone. Yeah, I saw that. That's funny. <laughs> Widowmaker is just her legs and her butt sticking out of the ground. I <laughs> okay, I got that one yesterday. I'm like, okay. Yeah, that's, that's right. Sure. But anyway, yeah, I mean that's pretty much it for me. So I would say it wasn't really boring because I played a lot of Overwatch. And that's fun, but yeah, that game. I tell you, it it always gets me. Because I, I just tweeted about it this morning because it happened to me this morning. I'm sitting here with a drink. I die. And I sit there and I take a drink. And as I'm drinking it, I get revived by mercy. And I'm like, oh, shit. And I'm just, I just I'll spill my <laughs> drink all over the fucking place. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. All right. People are probably tired of hearing about us talk about Overwatch. Uh, yeah, everybody, everybody and their brother who has a podcast it's talking about Overwatch, and everybody's like, "Oh my god, I wish they stopped." Oh, it's it's, about it. it's just still relevant, man. I think we're gonna be still talking about that game like next year. I'm okay oh, yeah. with so, that. I'm yeah, okay get, with get, that. get used to it, I guess. All right, let's talk about other games. Is that it for you, Drew? That's that's it for me. Unfortunately, the the one game that I did play a lot more compared to Overwatch, I cannot talk about. Yeah, that's always fun, right? Yep. Uh, John, I played Overwatch. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, John. I actually did. Hey, cool. Uh, while, while I was waiting for the servers of Infinite Warfare to uh, fucking try and cope with the shit. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was a whole... I mean, I eventually got on. Um, yes. I think I spent... Uh, I think I sat down for three sessions over Friday and Saturday um, trying to get on with some friends and just couldn't. Uh, eventually got on for about an hour and a half uh, Saturday afternoon. Um and uh, it's enjoyable. I, I kind of like it. The map's pretty cool. Um, 
there's a lot more going on that you've got access to, so it's kind of will be interesting to see if it gets a bit overwhelming when it does does release. But my god, um, those servers were shot to shit, and I'm I'm surprised. Activision are normally relatively okay for launches when it comes to Call of Duty. Well, it's, no, not, it's, a, a, it's not a launch; it's a beta. No, no, I know, but you. Uh, there must have been something going on because it's not as if their servers wouldn't normally be able to handle that load. So uh, I'm sure there's uh, something underneath that caused it. But uh, it's, it's like maybe they give away too many codes compared to what they're. Yeah, for. I mean, when we have like ten codes to give away, you know, other sites probably have like a hundred. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that was fun watching a, a, a lobby screen for a large amount of time. Hey, and hey, in you between, want me to, you want me to tell you what the underlying problem was? Gone. It was called PSN. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I kid, I kid, I kid. But no, I you're kid. probably not that far. <laughs> really serious. <laughs> oh, so I got a little serious tone underneath. Super serious. Yeah. Uh, so I played uh, a couple of matches of Overwatch because um, it's one of those. Because I was when me and my friends were trying to get on. Obviously, we're on chat. Um, one of them had managed to get into a game. Uh, the other one was playing, I think, NBA. And Overwatch is kind of a game I can put on, and I can be chatting to friends, but not play the same game without it, you know, causing me too many issues and confuse me and stuff like that. So uh, I got my one obligatory Halloween uh, loot box. Um, I think I got a junk junk rat costume. <laughs> I, think it wasn't there. I don't know. It was a junk rat thing. I don't know whether it was legendary yeah, was or not. It, was it orange? Oh, I can't remember. He's, is he's it not... Junkenstein? Is it, is it him dressed up as a scientist? Oh, I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. Probably a rare and epic then. John, John, <laughs> doesn't, John doesn't have the Overwatch lingo down pat. No, I, I don't. I do not. <laughs> um, so... Uh, that game is actually fun. It's one of those games you can play, not play for, not that you guys would know, but you could play, not play for weeks and still jump back in and still get the the feel for it. I still favour Mercy over anybody, but everybody because she is predominantly the a support class, and I'm better at supporting than killing. So uh, that was a lot of fun for the few matches I played. Um, uh, I haven't really played a lot now, so I played some more Forza Horizon. Uh, that game continues to be the best racing game ever made. Um, I did get a little bit further with Gears 4. That game ramps up real quick uh, after a slow prologue and uh, maybe a couple of chapters of the first act where it's a little bit plodding, and then something happens and it's set piece after set piece. Really, really good. A lot of fun and some really good writing. Um, the banter between the characters is really... I mean, the story's a story. It's, you know, it's its a little bit of a rehash of the, the old Gears, uh, I guess. But um, the, the dialogue between the characters is really well done. And the acting as well. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Really, really pleased with that. Um, <laughs> you want to hear something funny? We booted up hmm. to play this weekend and... and... K-Dub had never played it. And you know how the title screen is JD? Yes. <laughs> the first thing he says, and this, like, I totally didn't see it till he said it, he's like, man, he looks like a fat Nathan Drake. <laughs> <laughs> I looked at it, I'm like, holy crap, he does. <laughs> there you go. Not is voiced it, by it, Nolan it, North. It's not, though, right? Okay. I don't no, think no, so. no, no. It's a different guy. Um... Uh, so play some more of that. Um, 
I've I've got the mafia. I've got mafia, but I haven't fired it up yet. That's a good game. It's it kind of fizzles out after a few hours. It starts to get real repetitive, but it's still good. That's the thing is, I want to kind of save it for when I get back because I know full well if I start it before I go away, it you know I'm not going to get a chance to finish it in the few days. But uh, but I'll you know when I get back, Call of Duty's out, then the PlayStation Four Pros out, then uh, Skyrim's out, and uh, Final Fantasy's out. It's one of those games that's like if I start it now, I probably won't finish it till middle of next year. You're picking so, up the PS4 Pro, John? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, I, I I kind of maybe want to wait until after I get back off my holiday. So, I'll I'll see. Um, and also, um, the other game I played was a light spear or light 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 spear. We talked about Norwegian. that last week, didn't we? Did I? I thought we did. Oh yes, because it's yeah, it's an Angry Birds thing. I played a bit more of it since last week. Um, it continues to be Angry Birds, I guess. Um, rock hard difficulty though, real proper. It's, um, it's uh, the Angry Birds thing is slightly unfair. Uh, it, the enemies are running at you, and there are different various uh, types. Some take one hit, some take two to kill unless you get headshots. Some fly at you, and they build up some speed, and it is really quite frantic and very very difficult. Um, it's not bad actually. It. It's weird. It's kind of it's got this sixteen bit kind of look or thirty two bit kind of look. It's got that, that kind of a voxel look. Is it? That's what they call it, isn't it? Some, no, uh, well, voxels isn't. No, some, some boxes, but, some square boxes. Yeah, yeah, square boxes. Um, you know, uh, limited color palette kind of thing. Um, it's it's not bad. It's not bad. It's a little PlayStation title uh, downloadable. Um, it's it's got a little bit of charm to it, uh, Drew. Um, oh, thank you. Uh, but it's angry charm it's like the you're, you're essentially this man who has been bespo- um, bestowed the light spear by the um, gods the light gods and they shout a lot and at you and tell you to kill things it's yeah it's all right like gods are um, tended to do you know oh uh, yeah <sighs> you know that's it get you to do their killing for them um yeah that's all i've played really yeah, I've, it's been well, um, a week where I haven't really had much, much to do. God, all these games are out and nobody's playing video games. What's wrong with you people? I know. I'm sure I'm forgetting <laughs> something, but I don't think I am. I don't think I have. It's like I played some Gears Forza and I mean Infinite Warfare when I could get on it. Okay, John, yeah. we can talk about this because I know you played it. Oh, okay. What have I forgotten? Battlefield. Oh, I played a very small part of that. Yes, oh, okay. yes, I did. You're right, I did. I only played the first the mission that that runs you into straight at the beginning, the the prologue thing. And I think you can only play two missions in the EA Access. You talk about the war you? stories. Yes, I played the war stories, which that game's very pretty. Oh my god, <laughs> very very pretty. Um, and it's not even HDR. Apparently, that's coming in a patch. But uh, what what platform did you guys play on? It's only Xbox. on Xbox One for EA Access. That's yeah. That yeah, that um, game, like you've seen the screenshots and the videos, and it's one of those games where you're like, it don't look that good. Oh, it, it looks <laughs> that good. It does look real. I mean, I was surprised because um, again, you're right. You look at these videos, and a lot of them are compressed and all those bits and pieces. Uh, playing it, it looks outstanding. Um, 
and it feels really nice. Uh, oh, I was man. a bit dubious it's... because they're old timey guns, you know. It's uh, you know you're used to at this point all of these modern shooters with their modern super futuristic guns, and I thought, oh, stepping back a hundred years might be a bit tricky. But no, they've they've made the the guns feel really responsive. And yes, you haven't got super. Um, the light machine guns with lasers of firing out of their arseholes. It's it is your standard rifle, and you you do have machine guns, but they've got a real feeling to them, a real weight. Uh, like you actually like the bullets that you are firing out of your gun are doing damage to the enemy, and there's a real gratifying squishy sound when you headshot somebody. <laughs> it's quite cool. Uh, I'm psychopathic. Um, that game is. I played through the first war story, which is the the British tank mission. Um, and the thing that I will say about that game is it changes up what you're doing just enough to make every single area of that story interesting. So the pacing is just incredible. Um, the acting for the characters is is fantastic. Like that. and that's helped by the fact that they it is really the engine oh, really beautiful. the engine. Like yeah. when you're walking through the forest and like watching the mud and the water like splash off of the tank's wheels. Um, I know you probably haven't made it this far, but there's a scene where the tank breaks down and you've got to uh, sneak into this town um, and get five scrap parts to fix the tank. And, like, just the openness of that world, and, like, there's these big windmills, and, like, I climbed up the windmills and and spotted all the guys down in the town, and then, like, I sniped a bunch of them, and then they realized I was sniping, so they got on their big AA gun and, like, shot half of the... Like, it's got Battlefield Bad Company levels of destruction, so, like, the windmill was just, like, falling to pieces as I was running downstairs as they were shooting it. I mean, it's just, it's incredible. Like, that game was something I did not expect to be as good as it is. I'm with you on that for sure. Oh um, my god. The My my main problem is that I, I just can't get on with the, the multiplayer side of things, and I don't know whether I can push uh, out for that game on a single-player basis, which I'm sure is very good if it continues to be as it starts out. Um, it's one of those things where I think, you know me, I don't wait for it to come on EA Access. Um, cheap ass. But it, I know I'm cheap ass for it. <laughs> but it, uh, on a side note, whilst not being able to get into Infinite Warfare, I decided to fire up Battlefront. Oh, go on there, multiplayer. Couldn't get on that fucking thing either. Battlefront? Kept crashing me out. You mean... Battlefield, sorry. Oh, okay. Battlefield. I was like, you play yeah. Star Wars? What? <laughs> no, no, Battlefield. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't even touch the multi- I didn't even touch the multiplayer with the EA Access demo. I'm just trying to play as much of the campaign as I can. But you, they only give you a couple of levels, though. It's not timed. It is literally a couple of levels. Oh no, mine's That's timed. It. I get ten hours. Okay, I get ten hours. I, I may not be able well, so to what? play. Well, I, I may not be able to play all the way through. But I'm still on yeah. the first war story, and I've played for like an hour and a half. They, you only get two war stories. That's fine. They. It's it's yeah. just a demo. It's a, well, it's a trial oh, yeah. since you know, but I, I understand that. Um, but this trial, if we don't get a review copy, I will buy that game. That's how good that single player is for me. I might be to maybe That's good finish that uh, whatever they've got in the the trial 
I think I might need to finish that then. Yeah, um, it's, I, 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 I did enjoy. I didn't think I would. Um, I, I did not expect it. it yeah, I did not expect it to be that good. It's very well made. I would say probably the most competently made Battlefield game um, I've played. Competent doesn't sound uh, very <laughs> no. It's well, to me. the best made. It's competently most competently made. That's you know, it's it's okay. outstanding in its design and execution. Yeah, it's it's really good. Like out of the two EA shooters coming out in October, I was much more excited for Titanfall's campaign, and I kind of expected Battlefield's campaign to be kind of lame. Because let's be fair, Battlefield campaigns suck outside of Bad Company. Like, yeah, they're not great, but goddamn, Battlefield Four was. Bleh. Battlefield One's campaign is fantastic so far, and I hope it continues to be good. Because I've heard like each of the war stories is a different character with different areas, different events, and different things happening. So I'm really excited about that. Are we worried about Titanfall at this point being so close to to Battlefield? It seems it's getting such a good buzz. I don't know. I still, mm. I still feel like EA should have delayed Titanfall, but they are not. So. I think that should be that would have been a perfect February game, just like the first one was. Yep, and it's not because as we've seen on Twitter, there's plenty of discs. The game is done; it's coming out. So, well, that'll be interesting to see how that holds up against, especially if the reviews for uh, Battlefield One come out and and do well. It'll be interesting to see how Titan. Titanfall does I, I have high hopes for Titanfall. Um, I'd, I'd like to think... I mean, I really enjoyed the first one, and I'm really keen to get into a single-player um, um, part of... When I think back on Titanfall 1, like, yeah, obviously the the, the single-player campaign was kind of non-existent, and what they well, claimed was single-player you know, was kind of... <laughs> it was training on. wheels. <laughs> yeah, it, basically. It had, like, maybe four cutscenes. And they'd had people talking in the background while you were doing these missions against bots. It was like I, a radio you know. play. It was terrible. And this one, I think they understood the fact that uh, I mean, people were really angry, you know, that they had to pay $60 for a game that didn't have the lasting power of, you know, other games. Uh, so they're trying to do right. And I think the developers themselves are very talented because if you remember Titanfall 1, like, regardless of what you might think about, like, the, the content... The actual quality of the gameplay was stellar. Absolutely, oh, yeah. Yeah. that game played it, it like played a dream. Really well. Yeah. yeah, the the animation of the characters, the parkour, the the Titan, the Titan, every every little element really came together well. So if we took that basis as a core and then put in everything else that makes a great game, like a you know a, a well flushed out single player campaign, a robust multiplayer mode with different modes, and that's what I think they're gonna be offering. So, you know, I, I have high hopes, but for Battlefield 1, I got burned so hard in Battlefield 4 with not being able to play with my friends for the f- first, like, two weeks. Yeah, that thing you know? was and busted. Then, yeah, and that's, because of that, and I'm not buying that on day one. Never. People will no. still feel burned by that, and that's that's its only downside at the moment, is that we don't know how well the servers will hold up. I'm sure they've learned a lot of lessons from Battlefield 4 for, you know, it's they'd be daft not to have done, but people are still going to have that experience in the back of their mind when thinking about picking up Battlefield 1, I think. Yeah. It's kind of interesting, like Jay said, about the the pedigree of the guys making Titanfall. Call of Duty has tried to copy that for three years and still not got it as well as Titanfall was straight out of the yeah. gate. That just, wow. that just goes to show you how good those guys are. So they're yeah. like I played through some of the Modern Warfare Remastered campaign this weekend. I'm like, this is a fucking excellent campaign. 
And those I are the guys. That as well. the, so those are the guys making the Titanfall two campaign. So that's oh, yeah. super. Get excited for that. That's a that's a great prospect to say. You know, yeah. Because those are the guys. They they were the ones that put and elevated uh, Call of Duty to another level. Yep. And now you know they're making these own games, and uh, yeah, be excited. They have big robots with swords. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, come oh. on. Oh, man. Giant robots. They come down from the fucking sky. Man. Yeah, giant robots from the sky with swords. Okay, let, that's enough said. Come on. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. And technically, the there'll be early access for that this week as no. well, won't they? Because no. that's no, no. Oh no, that's that's the game that they're not doing yes. EA access for. Ooh. Yeah. Hmm. That's a little well, worrisome. I won't be able to play it until I get back. So yeah, we'll see. I hope it's good. Mm. Anything else? Oh, that really no. Not. I mean, again, I did play a bit of the Modern Warfare. That game's pretty and is really, really good because it's Modern Warfare. Fucking right, it is. But it's also the game that you played eight, nine years ago. It is. It yeah. is. But damned if yeah. they didn't do a great job. Oh, no, they did a terrible job. As, all, all I say is that that is exactly how you remember it, and that is probably the most, the highest praise you can give a game of that uh, a remaster. Is it is exactly how you remember it, and that is not a bad thing. All right, Jay, you want to talk about some games? Sure. Um, well, I finished, uh, I beat completely uh, the Azure Striker Gun Vault 2 that I was, uh, I touched on last week. Um, yeah, finishing the game with both characters, uh, the new character, Copen, along with Gun Vault, unlocks like the true ending and stuff like that. It's pretty neat. And I got to say, the new character they added, like, he steals the show as far as how he plays and how fluid everything feels. And uh, the challenge missions, they keep unlocking after you finish one set to make the stages even harder for you to complete. It's really fun. Um, yeah, that game is just just, just amazing. Definitely the best 2D uh, platformer I've played this year, for sure. Not even a contest. Uh, it's exactly what I wanted like Mighty Number no. 9 to be. So if you were disappointed with Mighty Number no. 9, as basically everyone else was, then uh, you should be looking into Azure Striker Gun Vault 2, for sure. I'll be writing a review for that today. I'll have it to you. Um, I also played uh, Chase Cold Case Investigation. Um, did any of you guys play the Hotel Dusk series on the DS? No, but I remember it. It came out with uh, the crazy iPhone commercial or iPod commercial game. What was that called? XYX? Um, yeah, I think I think that's what the title was. That's I the did. pseudo one, right? Yeah, that really weird... DS game. I remember that that like lineup of games, and those were two that really stuck out as using the touch screen really well. Yeah, um, the Hotel Dust actually stuck out for me in particular because you actually held the DS sideways, like a book. Yeah, you yeah. held, yeah, like you held it like a book, and um, they have some really neat elements to use with that. There is one particular puzzle where you actually have to close the DS in order to solve, and then open it up again. And then that like takes into consideration that you like closed this thing and then you opened it, which was neat. Um, but as Hotel Dust was this visual novel mystery kind of series where you went around this old uh, hotel slash like motel thing, you talk to its uh, residents and you try to solve this uh, overlying uh, mystery that's been unfolding. Um, and the same guy that made the Hotel Dusk one and two uh, made this game. And this is a little short game. I think you can buy this game for like $7 or something like that. 
So it seems to be a relatively short game, but it has the same feel. It has the exact same art style that Hotel Dust had. It doesn't have the, like the pencil scratchy, uh, you know, uh, art style, but because everything is colored. But it has the same character art design, the same kind of music com- uh, composition. So if you enjoyed Hotel Dusk and been wondering, you know, what that developer has been doing, he made this game, and it's pretty cool because you're not just a regular detective. You're actually taking consider. Uh, you're taking cases you know, that have long been closed, kind of, you know, they, they were never really truly solved, and you kind of opened them again for another, one reason or another, and um, you, you guys know about cold cases, have you ever seen, like, those shows where they talk about certain cold cases on, like, the, like, true crime, like, channels and stuff like that at all? Yeah. They had a whole show dedicated to cold case. Cold case, yeah. Yeah. Um, actually, I kind of, I kind of want to watch that show. My friend told me it was pretty neat. Um, but, the fact that you can't really examine any the the evidence in their you know in their prime state or uncover any new evidence by going to like the scene of the crime makes it very difficult for uh, you know cold cases to be solved and uh, this uh, this delves with that in very interesting ways where it goes into like interrogation of the the suspects and all that stuff I, I like it it has a it has a nice <clears throat> Drew charm to it mm-hmm. that uh, that I enjoy. And um, I'm gonna I'm gonna finish it. I'm about three hours in so far, and I think I'm getting to the maybe halfway point, maybe a little further in. So I'm gonna keep playing. Uh, another game that I played was um, uh, a visual novel game as well called the Psychopaths of Mandatory Happiness. Any of you guys watch the anime? I've heard of it. I've never actually watched it. Right. Um, it's kind of set in this dystopian world. The I love the premise of the uh, this anime. That's why I watched the first season. Um, and uh, it's basically a world where everyone's emotions are kind of uh, regulated at all points. There's like these uh, stations that's always watching people, and they designate you a hue, a color that shows you shows the determ- uh, like uh, determines like your emotional state. And your likelihood of potentially causing a crime, and someone whose hue becomes clouded is is marked as someone that's a latent crime. So it's kind of like Minority Report, where they are able to apprehend you before you're able to commit the crime on the knowledge of the, of the fact that you're likely to uh, commit a crime because of this, uh, you know, a system. So you live in this world where crime is basically non-existent. So when someone someone is uh, observing a crime, someone literally literally like getting beaten down to death in the middle of a crime, they don't understand what's happening because they don't understand what violence is. So you live in a world where there's no violence on television. There's there's no like crimes that that are reported. So everything seems nice, but because of this fact that people are being uh, relegated to. Uh, their their emotions and what they're capable of. You don't really know what's truly right. Like you know, it's everything. Everything has its has its price, right? So yeah, sure. That you live in a world where there is very little crime to no crime. There's no violence, but you know, everyone's kind of being controlled in some way. Um, and because I like that world, I decided to check out what the game was about. And um, yeah, it's basically it has the entire anime cast, the voice acting, and everything. And it has a brand new storyline within the world. Um, all you do is make a couple of choices here and there, um, and then it kind of navigates the story along. It's neat. Uh, if you like the anime, um, the game seems pretty faithful to the uh, 
to the anime itself, so give, check it out. I'm playing the PS4 version, but I imagine the, the Vita version is just as good because you know it's a it's a visual novel. It's not it's not visually intense or anything like that. But yeah, yeah, short uh, short week. That's what that's all I've been playing. All right, uh, Wombat. I haven't heard from you yet. What's up? Uh, I haven't played anything. Okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, that's not that's not 100 percent true. Um, I posted on Twitter that uh, Jacob and I were going to go through Skies of Arcadia. Nice. Um, and so we've been playing that. Um, he loves it. He thinks it's awesome. Uh, we we beat um, we beat a boss in a different game a couple weeks ago, and or a couple days ago. And he goes, "Ha, that was easy," uh, which I thought was pretty funny because that's what Vice says every couple yeah, seconds yep. in Skies of Arcadia. Um, so we've been playing. I got ninjaed. Um, we've been playing uh, uh, a little bit of that. Um, we played Transformers Devastation since that was free on uh, PlayStation Plus. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, which is good. That's I hadn't played it before, so um, I was pleasantly surprised by that game. Um, I played um, Assassin's Creed China. Oh yeah, uh, it's, a, it's by, okay. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, I mean, it's different. But it's it's pretty good. It's kind of reminds me of Mark of the complexy, Ninja. Mark of the Ninja. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's it's got kind of that side scroller stealth game, uh, but it's good. And um, that's pretty much it. I really haven't played much. Um, I, I did not play WWE 2K17. Yeah, we were talking about that before the show. I had an interesting conversation with PR about that. <laughs> Oh yeah. Yeah, she emailed me about the games for holiday guides, and I said, "Yeah, we haven't gotten our copies of Civ Six and WWE." She's like, "I'd be happy to send you WWE. Are you going to put it in your holiday guide?" I'm like, "No, I'm going to review it," and never heard back. Really? Yep. So yeah, PR's been fun this week. Let me tell you. Yikes! <laughs> All right. So, um, well, if she decides to send it to us, maybe I'll play that. Yeah. But. As soon as I hear anything, I will let you know. Okay, but uh, other than that, I really, uh, I really haven't played much. All right. Well, I'll close it out then, unless Gambus shows up in the next ten minutes, because I don't think it's going to take me too long to talk about. Because I already talked a lot about Battlefield. I think that's a great game. Mm-hmm. Um, I did play the Duke Nukem 3D 20th Anniversary World Tour, which is the longest name that game has ever had. Yeah. That new episode is pretty good. <laughs> it feels weird getting a new 90s <laughs> FPS campaign <clears throat> set of levels for Duke Nukem 3D. It's basically DLC for a game that came out in like the 90s. I know, Before. right? <laughs> they do add like new weapons and new enemies and it's and new Duke speak. John St. John came back and did some new lines. Does he say, I've got balls of steel? No. He does say that in Duke Nukem Forever, though. Yeah. So, But no, it's it's pretty good. Like, if you if you want another version of that game, it's pretty good. I love the developer commentary. So they did the... Um, oh, what game was that that did that? Like, they put these little speakers all over the levels. Uh, Portal did that. Yes. So you can walk up to the speaker, and then you'll get some developer commentary from... Randy Pitchford and the guys that redid uh, or did the new episode uh, mm-hmm. talking about the level design and the way they built the game. And they're everywhere. 
Like when you turn them on, there are just speakers everywhere. <laughs> it's cool. It's really cool. Um, it looks like Duke. So there's that. Uh, I played that new t- Rise of the Tomb Raider, Rise of the Tomb Raider. Um, Tomb Raider, yeah. 20th anniversary. PS- PS4 uh, version? Well, the Xbox One got it in their season pass. Huh? It's, this, it's just... What does a, that even mean? It's just Well, their season pass for the Rise of the Tomb Raider had a bunch of... Which is essentially what the PS4 version is. It's the game with all of the season pass DLC, is what it is. Um, and the 20th anniversary content is a mission in Laura's mansion. In the Croft Mansion, where she uncovers a secret, it's it's very non-combat, all puzzle solving. You know, let's isn't that some of the best of of the game, right? But it's more Gone Home than Tomb Raider. Ah, uh, okay. There's not a lot of tombs you can raid in Laura's Mansion. <laughs> it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, so you just go around finding clues and stuff like that. It's okay. I I get what it is. It's a reason to shove VR support into Tomb Raider. Because on the PlayStation, it is VR compatible. Um, my favorite part of the 20th anniversary update are the retro skins for Laura. So she has a skin from Tomb Raider 1, <laughs> uh, the leather outfit from Tomb Raider 3, uh, for some weird, odd reason, an Angel of Darkness skin. I figured, you know, Crystal D would want to forget that game ever existed. <laughs> The one that looks makes her look all goth and stuff? Uh, the one where she has like the glasses down on her nose. Um, Angel of Darkness was a bad game. Like a yeah, really, it was a really bad game. Really bad game. Um, it was the last game that uh, Core made, Tomb Raider-wise, before the series was taken away from them. <sighs> and that game was really bad. Um, but yeah, there's a skin for that. Uh, and then there's a updated new Laura skin that's based on the uh, Tomb Raider 2 um, I forget what it's called but it's updated so it's not pixely but running around the world of Rise of the Tomb Raider with a pixelated Laura Croft from Tomb Raider 1 complete with pointy jigglies <laughs> is kind of hilarious wait did did the pointies jiggle back in the day I don't think they jiggled. No, yeah, I, they, um, they couldn't have jiggled. No. Hey, call me, an, call, call me an expert in this field. I don't think they did. What do you mean they couldn't have? Dead or Alive had jiggles on the PlayStation 1. Uh, it was 3D. Y'all was gross. I, I, I guess. But like... Y'all how would you, like it's, 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 it's a triangle. How do you make a triangle jiggle? It's not that, that hard. Doesn't... Oh, I'm sure there's ways. There's ways. Oh. It just wouldn't. It just wouldn't. Life finds a way. I know. I'm just Mods. trying to imagine it in my head as I'm talking about it, and it's not working, man. Maybe you should find a way. Maybe you shouldn't try to imagine it. I, I, I have to. I have to. You, sh- you should. It'll, it'll make your brain hurt. <laughs> uh, and as I mentioned, I played a bunch of Horde on Saturday. That. Uh, that continues to be super fun. You're old. I am a horde. Um, I played uh, Batman: Return to Arkham, but I can't talk about it. For some oh, oh uh, it's just new games. God damn it! What is it? Two games I really want to know about. You guys can't talk about. That's, 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 I can't talk about a game from 2007. Okay, John. That's ridiculous, though, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. Yeah. 
to be fair, they actually did do the work and go back and you know redo all the visuals in Unreal Four. I did because I wasn't that some sort of um, backlash on the trailer because people were saying some of it looked worse and some of it didn't. It was a bit yeah, mis- that's why it got mis- delayed like three months. Yeah, or something like that. Oh well, if they put the time in and actually making it good, then I'm all for that. We'll talk about it next week, maybe? I won't fucking be here. Okay. Well, you can read my review whenever it goes up. I don't know when it'll go. It shouldn't take long to write. I mean, it's not like I haven't played both of those games. (laughs) But, yeah, I played that. Uh, And then the last game I want to talk about, I couldn't talk about last week, but I can talk about this week, uh, is I had my hands full of Wang playing some Shadow (laughs) Warrior (laughs) 2. That game. Oh, Wang. Hey, t- tell us about your time with the Wang. Oh, the Wang. It's a wonderful experience. Um, so, well, of course. if you've played Shadow Warrior, the original, and uh-huh. then played Shadow Warrior, the reboot, you know what Shadow Warrior is all about. It's about um, an Asian a gentleman. Man called Wang. Uh, it's an Asian gentleman named Lo Wang who goes through and slices up people with his sword uh, and makes very funny, I'm sorry, very funny comments. On everything in the environment. Right. Shadow Warrior 2 is Diablo 3 with 90s FPS combat. What? So, Shadow Warrior 2 is a loot shooter. Um, it's, it's broken up into different missions. So, there are story missions. There is a story. And it's typical Shadow Warrior. Go through, cut up dudes, make jokes. Um, use lots of crazy weapons. Uh, and of course, use your sword. But this time around, Lo Wang has a lot of weapons. In fact, there are seventy weapons in that game. Holy shit, man! Um, and they're they're spaced out between different types. There are melee weapons. There are a secondary uh, set of melee weapons, which are usually two-handed. So, like, there's a pair of claws. Uh, there is a sword I like to call the Zelda sword because when you swing it, it shoots uh, beams out of it. Um, and then there are a ton of guns, pistols, machine guns. There is a chainsaw, because of course there is. There is also a nail gun that I just found recently that is kind of awesome. But the loot comes in from these trinkets. So when you kill, and yes, they have different types of enemies, normal enemies, elite enemies, legendary enemies, they're all color-coded. Uh, they will drop Loot, which you can then equip on your gun. Every gun has three jewel slots. Uh, and the effects that you can put on your weapons range from the typical, um, you know, uh, like fire damage, ice damage, electricity damage, things like that, elemental damage, to completely changing the function of the weapon. So, for example, there's a trinket that you can put on a gun that will let you lay it down on the ground as a turret. Um, there's a trinket that will allow you to have two of the same gun at the same time. Um, and th- these are all things that change the dynamics of the gun. The trinkets don't all fit into every gun. Some of them are specific to melee. Some of them are specific to, like, rocket launchers. Um, in addition to the single-player story mode, there's also side missions. And these are procedurally generated worlds so whenever you go into the world it just kind of pieces together um, based on tiles the area that you're fighting in 
And the reason why they do this for the side missions is because it's like Diablo. They expect you to go there, do the side mission, then that unlocks that area, and you can go back to that area. All the enemies respawn, and you can grind for loot if you want. Hmm. So, and the and the levels will completely change up. So, like the game feels like it has like uh, a full on weather system. So, like you can go to the level once and it's clear day, bright and sunny. You go back to it later and it's just pouring rain. Um, with like lightning and like different stuff. It's really cool, especially since visually the game has moments where it's just absolutely gorgeous. Um, but yeah, that game, it lives and dies off its combat and its combat is super, super satisfying. It's very fast. Uh, you can switch between melee and your weapon at the touch of a button. So like you can be going into a combo Shooting a guy in the face, then you tap the B button. It, yes, I'm using a controller on a PC game. Everybody go crazy. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, you tap the B button. He immediately pulls out the sword and does an attack, and then you can go into attacking with your sword. Uh, it's very cool how the system works. There's also an upgrade system for um, Lo Wang himself, so you get these cards that you add to your uh, upgrade system, and you can do things like increase his health, increase the amount of bullets he can carry, uh, increase the distance to where he picks up items off the ground, you know, just different stuff like that. Um, but that game, that game's super good. If you enjoy, you know, 90s FPS games and games like Diablo 3, you should totally check that game out. And it's genuinely funny. Like, Lo Wang is really well written. Like, the dialogue in that game... There are some truly funny moments that I just about lost. When he busts out into his own rendition of my favorite things, I just about lost it. That game is super funny. I have to play it. Yes. You you need to play It's weird because the if you played the Shadow Warrior reboot, that was just a straight ahead level to level, you know, nineties FPS game. And when you throw in all of this other stuff well not to mention this one also has four-player co-op. So yeah, you should go play this game. I do not know when the console versions are coming. Um, it's kind of, it's kind of like the old days when they would, you know, launch a game on PC and then hey, the console versions will be here eventually. So I don't know when that's coming, but the PC version is super good. It's not even a full-price game. It's forty bucks, and it's totally worth it. That has been a super fun game that I play just on and off. Just go back in, grind for some loot, see what I get. Um, it's just fun. Love that game. And I think that's it. Uh, yeah, so let's talk about what's coming out this week. Skylanders Imaginators came out yesterday. Mm. Well, technically while we were recording this. Did, yeah, nobody on a, on a on a Sunday. Yeah, oh, it always launches on a Sunday. It always has. Really? That's yeah. Weird. Yeah, it's kind of like Nintendo games always launch on a Friday. Skylanders yeah. always had their day, and it was always on Sunday. Yeah, Friday makes sense because you know the kids you know have the weekend ahead, but Sunday seems <laughs> weird, man. Hey, like, man, stores aren't even open sometimes on Sunday. I want to go day. pick up my Skylanders, and then I got to go back to school tomorrow. Um. Atari flashbacks. That thing has been coming out forever. I some people seem to have it. Some people still can't find it. 
there's two volumes of it, and I don't know. They're both supposedly out. Uh, Batman Return to Arkham is out this week. Battlefield 1 Early Enlister Edition will get the game to you on Tuesday, uh, and then it will be out for everybody on Friday. Uh, If you want a physical copy of Duke Nukem 3D 20th Anniversary, you can buy that this week. Uh, Exist Archive, The Other Side of the Sky, which we posted Jay's review on Friday. You can go check that it's, out. Uh, it's, it's pretty neat. If you like... If, if Tri-Ace is a, is a name that has any meaning to you, uh, you should uh, take a look at this game. It's hard to after Star Ocean. <laughs> I know, I know. I, too, was disappointed <laughs> with Star Ocean. I didn't review it like Ken did. And thankfully, because... I didn't want to play that game after the first like it was four hard. Or five hours of it. Yeah, it so, was hard yeah. to keep going in that game. It's it was it was so disappointing because I love the look of it. I thought it looked really good, and like mm-hmm. in the beginning, I really enjoyed the combat, and then that thing just went to shit, man. Yeah, Exist Archive is a better game, even with its flaws. I, the combat is especially worth uh, experiencing, so give it a try. Another JRPG out this week. PS4 is killing it. JRPGs, man. Yep. Uh, Lego Harry Potter the Collection. Now it is worth noting that it is only on PlayStation Four, and I have no idea why. But that's out this week. Uh, Rock Band Rivals. Remember when they announced that? That's finally out this week. Yep, that's how many people care. Rock Band Rivals. It's an expansion to Rock Band Four um, that adds some new stuff, like online uh. play. You know. <laughs> Is uh is the age of the plastic toys truly gone and dead? Because it feels it feels like they were alive. Rock Band didn't kick up much fuss. Yeah, those games came and kind of went. You know, I talked about that when they came out. I was like, I don't really think people are ready for this again. You know, and I bought it and I loved playing it for about a month, month and a half. Like it felt good to go back to that. But after that, I was done. You know, I mean the music game thing. Seems like it has such a strong potential, you know the uh, the allure of being able to play an instrument uh, with your friends, you know, just jam out basically without the actual effort that that's required to do such a thing. Um, it seems like such a such a good selling point. I feel like there needs to be another step towards that point. Like it needs another thing that we don't quite have right now to make it truly viable for the market. I think maybe Kinect was trying to do something with the fact that obviously you don't need plastic toys if you're using the Kinect somehow to play the instrument. But um, maybe with VR, it would be the next step to be, you know, let's say you're truly, you know, engrossed and immersed into this, like, 3D live concert experience, right? Maybe that'll be the way to do it because whether you're looking at the TV screen, you know, you're looking at, like, the notes and stuff like that, and then you look down, you see your little plastic dinky-ass <laughs> instrument, and that kind of takes you out of the experience. But, you know, if you look down, and, you know, your hands are actually holding, like, a guitar or something like that, uh, maybe that'll be the next step. But as it is now, I think plastic toys are dead, man. Hey, they are making a rock band VR. You know, Harmonix likes to announce 30 projects and then only finish one. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Pixel Gear... Is out. I don't know what that is. Mm. Uh, let's see what else is coming out this week. Mordheim, City of the Damned is hitting Xbox One. City of the Damned. City of the Damned. Uh, Sherlock Holmes, <laughs> The Devil's Daughter, is claiming to come out again this week. 
<laughs> Wasn't that supposed to come out in like September or something? Yeah, and it came out in Europe, and then they delayed the American release for some reason. I don't know. Mm. Hopico? Hopico? Any relation to Tropico? No. Okay. The Bug Butcher? That's the game that Drew is reviewing that he hasn't even downloaded yet? Correct. <laughs> uh, the biggest Xbox One release of the year, Horse Racing 2016, is out on Friday. Nice. Um, the demo for Pokemon Sun and Moon. Oh, yeah? Interesting. Those are out on Tuesday. Uh, is that it? Is that it? Let's check. There's, it's quiet. It's, I always check Wii U, and then I'm like, oh yeah, that's Wii U. Uh, Skylanders is coming out on Wii U. Uh, I guess there's that. Uh, hey man, Halloween's coming up soon. Where's my spooktacular games? I want my horror games, damn it. I, you're not going to get any this year. Sorry. I want why can't Outlast be Halloween, man? Outlast 2 could have been Halloween. It would have been so good. No, it's not. Uh, it's not done. It's not done. Uh, All right, let's talk about news. What's going on in news this week? Well, this was a great news story for me because I was a very big advocate of this game. Uh, but if you remember Oceanhorn, Monster of the Seas, I believe is the subtitle. Right. Uh, oh, it got just, that. I haven't played it. You should. Uh, it just broke a million copies uh, this week, which is awesome. Uh, and it is now coming to a Nintendo console. They didn't say which one, but it is. Which is kind of ironic and funny, because that game is totally Zelda. Well, haven't they announced like a sequel to that as well? Yeah, yeah, the sequel's been in development for a while, but they're still porting uh, the old one to um, different platforms. Uh, okay. Uh, let's just save that for last, because I don't want to have that conversation yet. World of Warcraft has another big update coming this week, 7.1. And there's a new expansion coming out for that game, Return to Karazhan, I think is how you say it. Return to Karazhan? Karazhan. uh, I guess that's the name of the patch, right? Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Um, Xbox One was the number one selling console for the third month in a row, and the fucking internet lost its shit on both sides of the ball. I was going to say, heaven forbid, a, a, a Microsoft console not sell well. Well, sell well. Who dare? I mean, there's been there's been plenty of talk on both sides. You know, the Sony guys are like, we're well, waiting on the Pro. And then the Xbox guys are like, yeah, we're back. Don't call it a comeback. And I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, just oh. shut up. Uh, it's, it's, it's good, though. I, I'm really happy that the Xbox One is starting to sell well. Because it kind of reminds me of the PS3 swing, you know? Yeah. The 360 just was completely dominating. And the PS3 had that resurgence. It started going back. And it elevated the 360 as well. You know, that's when they started putting out the uh, the games for gold and stuff like that to compete with PS Plus. This competition is great for the gamers. So, yeah, be excited. It's just good stuff. Keep it on a pendulum. Let's not swing one way and stay there. Yeah. Um, if we can't talk about Overwatch, we can't have a podcast, but uh, Mercy's Halloween skin is getting a tweak to where it will now say, my servants will never die, as opposed to heroes never die. Yeah, the Mercy other skin, her devil skin, uh, has a saying that says, my uh, heroes never die, and she says, for a price. So all these kind of legendary skins having their own little epic thing, uh, like, was it uh, the Hanzo wolf skin? Instead of saying dragon consumes you, he says the wolf consumes you. 
and things of that nature. And I think they uh, they they try to add a bit more unique flavor to each of the legendary skins, which is nice. So yeah, they're gonna probably do that with Junkenstein's costume too, where he uh, starts off the thing instead of saying like "fire in the hole," it says like uh, "this is this is gonna be shocking" or something like that. I'm done uh, with that. Yeah, things like that. Yeah. It's, it's good. It's, it's, that, it adds that, a little bit more flair. That patch to make his ultimate start up faster has changed my game. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. It is so much faster to get that wheel rolling. Um, Final Fantasy XIV has announced a 4.0 update, a new expansion called Stormblood, and uh, they are offering free PS3 to PS4 upgrade as PS3 support is finally coming to an end. Oh. That's nice of them. Yeah, so, that's that's a good way to do it. Yep. Uh, and 4.0 and Stormblood may be the thing that gets me back into that game. <laughs> that expansion is that, uh, 20, that 2017. So. Okay. And if it comes out and 4.0 has a lot of changes, I might be getting back into my character, which I named jokingly when I played the game, and I've had to stick with that name since I named my character. What did you name your character? Sir Knight. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jesus. It was a terrible name, but you know what? She's like, taken. She's a level 44, baby. I love that game. The game's so good. Uh, Destiny's getting a new update that increases the max light level and hands out more ghosts. I don't play Destiny. I don't know what half of that means. Okay. Uh, if you have an iOS 10 device, you can now have Master Chief stickers. Sure. Stickers. Stickers are like little things you put in your text messages between people. They're like emojis, but fancier. Yeah, like and you need iOS 10 to have stickers. You have to mm-hmm. have iOS 10, and you have to be messaging with somebody who has an iPhone for them to see it. Yeah, iMessage. Yep. <laughs> well, all right then. Cool. Um, some guy played Overwatch as Winston using bananas. Yep. Oh, yeah, I saw that GIF. It's hilarious. Yeah. And we're not talking about, like, tapping the bananas on the controller. Like, he was conducting electricity through the bananas. Yeah, he was squeezing different bananas that had different commands attached to them. It's pretty... Yeah. How much time does that take to even accomplish? Way too much time that you shouldn't be doing that. (laughs) Excuse me. Uh, PlayStation VR uh, will sell hundreds of thousands of units at launch, according to an executive, Jim Ryan. Sure. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for that insight. Uh, the, actually, the only reason I read that news story is because I thought it said they did, not will. So, never mind. <laughs> Stupid. Um, if you have a PlayStation VR, one of the most exciting things you should probably check out is that free Resident Evil demo because they updated it. So you can go download the Resident Evil 7 demo in VR. Nice. Um... If you want to enjoy an escape room this Halloween, there is a Resident Evil themed one uh, in L.A. So you can go do that. Crab, I forgot to talk about the Gear VR. Oh! (laughs) (laughs) Now that you just mentioned VR, I was like, ah, I forgot to talk about that. Such a memorable experience then, huh? Uh, no, no, no. I'll I'll, I'll be be quick. I'll be quick. Um, Go ahead. So basically, my friend got his, uh, whatever, uh, S... Samsung Galaxy S7, the one that doesn't explode. I thought the uh, replacement's burned. No, yeah, that's, no. 
they uh, noticed the one that's exploding. Oh, okay. they, they, they discontinued that completely, which they lost billions of dollars. It's a travesty for them. But uh, they basically give out the Gear, gear VR. Uh, either you get a Gear VR for free when you buy the S7 Edge or you get something else for free. I don't know what it is. But either way, my friend decided to pick up the, the Gear VR and I, I you know... I was hanging out and decided to check it out. So we checked out some experiences and whatnot. One in particular that I tried out was like the Jurassic Park theme one. Oh, that's where, quite clever. Yeah, did you play that one, John? Yeah. Yeah, that one That one actually gives you a good sense of immersion for mm. where you are because you're kind of in the middle of the like the Jurassic in the jungle and then there's like this giant dinosaur in front of you. And then it kind of pokes its head like right towards you, like like right in front of you, to the point where you feel like you can just take your hand and just touch its face, kind of mm. thing. Yeah, yeah, really good 3D immersion that one. Yeah, so I can kind of see what they're doing. And on the flip side, I try some other ones, you know, that try to do the same thing but kind of fail spectacularly and giving that kind of uh, feeling. Because mm. in truth, um, like a 3D immersion. Like, yeah, you can get something that feels like oh, it's sticking out of the screen and coming right at you. But it's something completely different to feel like you're there, you know, in that environment where you kind of turn around at a 360-degree angle. And you can see, you know, you can see the ground. You can see left and right. You can see something that the developers don't really want you looking at, you know. They obviously want you to be looking and focusing at this dinosaur right in front of you. But I'm just, like, turned around, you know, 180 degrees looking at the back, and there's, like, birds flying over there for some reason. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. So it definitely feels more than just a gimmick. It it feels like you have a presence in the world. Uh, But at the same time, because I don't have that agency as a player, you don't have that full sense of immersion because... Your interactivity is required to feel like you're you belong in that world, right? Because in truth, if you don't, then you're really just watching an elaborate video, which you know what that video was. So I feel like you know things like the Oculus Vive, the PSVR, with their control devices, will give you a better sense. Uh, you know, obviously with the higher resolution, which will you know kind of sell the world in a in a in a better way as well. But uh, it's weird because. My left eye is kind of legally blind. I can see through it, you know. I can see shapes, I can see colors, but they're like blurry. They're like they're like smudges. So if uh, if my eyesight was the same as my left eye, I would not be able to drive. But thankfully, my right eye is extremely sharp, so it compensates. So my peripheral vision is terrible on my left side. So I was kind of worried that I might not be able to perceive. Um, you know the virtual reality thing, just like how I can't perceive uh, 3D uh, in, in the uh, in the standard way. Like I can turn on the 3D thing on the the 3DS and see the pop up, but it still be blurry because you know obviously my left eye has to do a lot of work just as my uh, right eye. So yeah, so so people that have like one bad eye or whatever can still enjoy VR. I think basically about the same way as a, a normal person should be able to, which I was happy to see because that's one of my biggest uh, concerns, right? Because if I can't perceive it properly, then what's the point of the experience for me? Yeah. But yeah, it's just, it kind of gave me the idea, that experience gave me the idea that this is more than a gimmick. There is something more to this than, um, than what I, I believe 3D to be. Because I always said from the very beginning that 3D is a gimmick. It's not going to elevate the experience of anything in particular to a higher level. And VR has that potential, I feel like. So I really want um, the VR to succeed. Because I think 
as a as kind of like the barrier to entry that we're kind of facing right now. If we break through that point, it, it becomes like a standard uh, standard thing that everyone has. Then you know people can really start experimenting with it, putting a lot of money and effort into creating some unique experiences on the platform. I think it'll be good for the industry as a whole. It could really be that next step in gaming because you know as as much as we love gaming on our screen, there might be more to this than we think. All right, back to the news. Yes. Uh, did we talk about Voodoo Vents last week? We did, didn't we? Yes, okay. we did. Yes, we did. Um, Friday the 13th has been delayed to 2017, but they are adding single player. I wonder why. <laughs> what, do, what do you mean? Well, the backlash of things like Titanfall and, and Battlefront. Got well, they, they had always said they would do single player if their Kickstarter met the goal, but it never did. So what they're doing is they're delaying the game to it was I didn't know this. I thought the game was next year already, but the game was slated for this year. Um but they pushed it back to next year. Uh there will be a beta this year. The multiplayer version of the game will launch in early 2017 and then the single player will be patched in in summer for free. So I'm still interested in that game. I want to see if it works. Looks like a cool game. Uh, man, there's not much else going on, is there? Um, no, it's it's Christmas and it? it's it was fall. It's there not Christmas. Shut your yeah, face. No it's, no, it's not. It's not Christmas season until after Thanksgiving in my book. But the America's crazy about Christmas, man. Like people are already putting up decorations and stuff like that. But um, there was one other piece of news that I found interesting. Um, Steam is going to officially support uh, DualShock 4. Yeah, I forward. saw that. It has the whole button config screen and everything. Yeah, button config, and they want universal support for all Steam games to have uh, direct control for uh, the the PS4, which is great because that's something that's been lacking. You know, I I be, you know I love using my 360 controller, but there are those games with those D pads controls or 2D platformers or fighting games and I can't play those on the 360 controller so I have to use like the DS4 Windows thing and then it's a hassle and the fact that they're actually putting in that um, natural like uh, compatibility is a, is a big boon so that's, 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 that's exciting for me anyway. Uh, Steam also announced that they will be integrating Steam Link into all new Samsung TVs uh, provided they don't catch fire uh, That's just their phones. Uh, <laughs> try getting some consumers to differentiate. <laughs> well, you know, some consumers are stupid enough to think the Xbox One doesn't play used games, so I guess there's that. Well, yeah, it's absolutely. Uh, Alright, let's talk about it. I, I, I can't believe this is news. This just drives me crazy about this industry, and they're fucking... Rockstar tweeted a picture of a red logo, a red lo- Rockstar logo this morning. And the internet lost its shit. We don't even know what it is. I, I, have, I haven't seen the logo. It looks uh, like the Red Dead it? splash screen. That's all. That's the, like there's Rockstar. 67 news stories about that, and only one news story about a small game selling a million copies. <laughs> so you know that's where this industry is. This industry might as well just be re- nicknamed TMZ. <laughs> so yeah, there's probably a Red Dead announcement coming in the next four weeks. What it is, we don't know. Is it a remaster? Is it 
you know, is it Red Dead 2? Maybe it's Red Dead Redemption on PC port finally. Who knows? <laughs> Red Dead. You know, I would play Red Dead on PC. I, I think a lot of people sure. would. Everybody yeah, went was... out and bought Red Dead for Xbox One when it went backwards compatible, so I'm sure people would buy a PC version. Yes, yeah, but would. the Xbox One version didn't run any better. Like actually, it, it did. Worse, actually, didn't it? Did yeah. slightly, yeah. yeah. Slightly run better. Yeah, that's insane. I mean, it's still that game. They didn't rebuild it. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it's just it's runs a little bit. I mean, who cares? That game didn't run like shit anyway. Uh, <laughs> that uh, game was fine. That oh, game was awesome. That game was great. But yeah, there's probably a Red Dead game coming. The question is, when are they going to announce it? Red Dead Pop- Redemption PS2 on PS4. That's what it is. It's already PS, out. PS2 on PS4? Yeah, they've released that. Yeah. They Red Dead, uh, Red Red Dead, Dead Revolver. Revolver. Yeah. yeah. Mm, that came out this week, didn't it? In case you want trophies for that uh, originally Capcom game. Yeah, well, if anybody actually even played it first time around, everyone goes on about it, but I don't think many people played it. I did. It yeah, was I not, loved it. It was. I, I didn't, didn't. I didn't no, think it was great, but I get it. Well, well, Rockstar's last game, if you remember, GTA V, came out in September 2013. And it's still so on it's the top It's been over 10. three years. It's still it's on the top It's been three years 10. since their last game. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's, it's Rockstar game. I get it, but it's been over three years since they you know, announced a new game. So, yeah, it's time. They'll, they'll it's do, been time. They'll do whatever they want, whenever they want. Yeah, they're, they're kind of unique in the industry, aren't they? Yep. They have yeah. the money, they have the budget, they have the following to do whatever well, this they pr- want. this proves it. They, I mean, they literally, this is... Nothing but a tweet, and it is set fire to everything. So it proves that they are in a league of their own when it comes to this sort of stuff, and that the the hype is real. You know, that shit. People is are fire. excited. You know what? I'll yeah. play a new Red Dead. But even if they not like, people get super excited about it. Like right now, I'm like, I don't give a fuck. We're not playing that game for what two years? Yeah, probably year and a half, two years, probably. All right. Yep. Hey, look who decided to join us. Well, fuck me. He's talking maybe, out. Maybe if he joins in right in time for emails. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't see that. Oh, there it is. Uh, yeah. Hey. What up? We're on emails already. How are you? <laughs> I am doing, dude. How about you? Oh, we're doing. You're good. doing, dude. You're doing, dude. Dudes, dudes are yeah. He's yeah, yeah. dude. dude. Hey, you know, dude. this it's that kind of world. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. Do what makes you happy. Exactly. That's what I always say. Yeah. So, before we go to emails, did you did you want to talk about any games? Did you play any games? Uh, just Dragon Quest. Um, Dragon I'm, I'm Quest. What? Uh, the uh, the seventh one on 3ds. Okay, because there was a new Dragon Quest that came out that I oh builders yeah. Yeah, yeah I tried to buy on Saturday and they did not have any. So. Oh wow. Which it, it doesn't shock me. It's a niche game, so yeah. Okay, well, welcome to the show. We're almost done. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we do have a very long email though that comes from Mookie. Sure. Oh yeah, he pre did pre warn. Nice. Yeah, this is a <clears throat> this is a this wow. This thing is a scroller. <laughs> Read to wow. us, Uncle Ken. Read to us. Uh, hey guys, Mookie here again with another real talk. Uh, but before I start, please note that I may probably divide the world in half, and some may take sides on this personal opinion of mine, but I hope that in the end, we should all respect each other, 
uh, which greatly examples why I respect John, even though he's a miserable Brit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the topics, yeah, that's fine. The topics are divided uh, into two. The first one is GTA V Mafia Three. Back when I first tried GTA V for the first time, I was interested and determined to finish it because of a couple interesting things, such as some of the characters, the big world it's in, and the things you can possibly do. The reason why I mentioned some characters is mainly because of Trevor. Uh, as one of the main guys in the game, uh, sure that some of, okay, sure that some, if not a lot, like him, but to me, he's just, he's too crazy to be liked and unpredictable at, uh, sometimes, and I cannot, I can't relate much about him. I agree. I did not like Trevor at all. I love Trevor. I felt he, he didn't seem as real as the other characters. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's just me that I just can't put myself to like him more than I can. So I ended up. Uh, so I ended the game with. Oh, spoiler alert! Spoilers. <laughs> does anybody I beat that game? Uh, does anybody care? Did anybody not beat that game? I, I, I have, haven't beaten it, and I don't care. Okay. I haven't I beaten it, and it, the statute of limitations is up. So bad on me. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, so I ended the game with killing him off. All right. I uh, would probably choose that ending too. That's right. It is one of several endings. So. Yeah, there's very several endings in that game. Uh, no regrets from me, but hey, in my game, I thought that he went too far out of his head. Overall, the game was awesome and funny. At most, actually, nothing too serious to put at. Uh, I think the main reason why the game has a lot of praises till this year and day is because it has already established itself to be awesome from previous reviews on consoles and it came from a huge, uh, huge game developers who can also be known to not fuck things up on their GTA releases, or even when there's errors, they usually get a free pass from most audiences, and that feels kind of unfair. Um, on Mafia 3's end, uh, I have yet to finish the game, but hell, I'll be a liar if I say that I'm not having a great time. Uh, I like Lincoln Clay, and I love to know more about Vito, and if we ever know what happened after the ending of Mafia 2. Uh, the voice actors in the game were amazing in their executions, and the fact that they used short pauses for dramatic effect was brilliant. It feels more human than any games I've encountered as far as I can remember. True that the game isn't as open world uh, as it is, but open enough to lead you to your quests. Uh, if you guys wonder what system I'm playing, yes, it's on PC, but hold on there. I'm not one of those fucking PC masturbation deuce packs. <laughs> yeah, yes. Uh, I'm just setting up things to make them at least playable, even though I have most of the recommended requirements to operate the game, but we'll get to that. Uh, I want to congratulate the developers for the incredible efforts on making this game possible. Voice actors were top-notch, and the overall improvements to the previous titles were all noticed and received well. On the technical side, I think it's safe to say that I'm finally going to say this here exclusively on N4G Podcast, that to those PC gamers slash YouTubers who I followed, fuck you and your rant. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, seriously, guys, you won't play a missed opportunity because it's locked in 30 frames per second. Or bluntly call it a fucking bad PC port. Fuck you. Fuck, fuck you all to hell. Seriously. Jeez, Mookie. Nice. <laughs> Calm down, brother. Uh, the game was uh, playable to me, especially when I put it on lower settings. As long as it's playable, I won't mind. Uh, 
Uh, he's in a minority, though. That's the thing. Is it's probably mm. playable to most on low settings, but they've got the PC Master Race in them, so they don't want to play on low settings. Truthfully, I don't think he's in the minority. I think he's in the quiet majority. <laughs> because most people don't care. Truthfully, just the loud assholes uh, from you know that seem to originate from that so-called gaming forum where they won't mm-hmm. play anything. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I mean, you I, can you can call it a, a it's neogaf. Yeah, I know what it is. I, I just place. prefer not to give them any more traffic than they already get. I'm not giving them traffic. I'm telling everybody who listens to this, do not go to that place. But saying that makes people go to it. That's my But point. it's a horrible, vile place where you turn into a jaded motherfucker. You know where you should hang out yeah. instead? It's, it's 4chan. 4chan square. No, oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you won't get scar for life on 4chan. Oh, sure. no, no, no. 4chan no. is also known as the bowels of the internet. Actually, what you should do is you should just get into a Call of Duty game and turn on the mic. Yeah. You really want to have some fun? Do that. Yeah. Uh, I can't believe the world we're living in, really. Making a game isn't easy, and with those excellent actors and great list of production values uh, they made after Mafia 2, which was many years ago, you'll have all the fucking nerve to call it terrible. Fuck you, seriously. Didn't some mm. site score it like 3 out of 10 or something? Yes. Sure. The Danny. game is not that bad, seriously. Yeah, but it got clicks, didn't it? Of course it got clicks. Uh, Phil Spencer made a comment about that and the internet crucified him for it. Well, I don't think he'd be that far from the truth, to be fair. <laughs> I mean, he of course... Good, he made a good point, but because of his position... Yeah, that's it the made problem. It, made it weird, yeah. Yeah, that's just weird. because it was him saying it, it made it weird, but he's not wrong. He's, he's not wrong he's at all. Definitely it's, not wrong. It's a very valid point. We all know it happens in the industry, and that's a problem. That's why one of the things that embargoes and stuff like that exist for... Exactly. That you don't get these things where people like that first reel of uh, Mafia Three went up like five six hours after the game came out. Yeah, yeah. and there were That's no impossible. review copies. There were none. Yeah, the, no, no. It's impossible to beat the game in that hour without you know. Even if you skipped everything that was uh, you know secondary, it's impossible. Literally, gotta be the first. So they definitely played that game not enough, you know, and then they just kind of put out their opinion or whatever they, whatever you want to call that nonsense, uh, and that's that's a, that's a shame, man, because it it puts a bad name to the rest of us, right? It's like we don't do that shit, you know. We take our time, we put in the right amount of effort to put out our reviews, and I respect all my peers for it. But when I see other other websites doing these things, now you know the consumers and the readers and stuff like that can think that we also do the same thing even though we do nothing of the short. So it makes everyone else look bad. And, you know, it's like that few rotten apples kind of ruining it for everybody. Mm-hmm. It's, yep. it's, it's impossible to stop. There's no there's no way around it. I mean, you'll definitely know we don't do it because hell, half the time our reviews are late as shit. <laughs> we, don't, <laughs> yeah, we, don't, we don't hit embargo on a lot of things, and a lot of it has to do with the fact that I'm not worried about – if we have a review up day one, awesome – because it, it gets, it, it does get a lot of clicks, but I don't want the clicks for ads or anything else. I want them because I want people to read your guys' stuff. Here's here's my thing: is that if we if we do have a review out the day the embargo comes up, one of us busted our fucking asses to play that game <laughs> to, the, uh, like, as fast as possible. The the latest review for Cold Steel Two that I did that came out on review date, I put like 
seven no i put 60 hours into that game within five days to get that out oh wow so, yeah so I, I i busted my ass to beat that game i checked new game plus content i checked everything that has to do with that game to put it out when it did so you know you can put in you can appreciate the effort to some degree but i wouldn't put out a game focused completely about its story without beating it i'm not gonna put out a review for uh, case cold without finishing the game because that's entirely about the story if it ends poorly it'll also reflect on the score that i'm gonna give it so it's like there's some games you have to be like there's some games you don't have to play all the way through you'll get the good gist you'll get a good idea but you have to beat certain games mafia 3 you have to beat it it's about the story man that game is like 80 percent the story that's the reason you're playing it so if you don't get the whole scope of the storyline and how it all un- unfolds and ends, you don't have the right to write the review. But we're, we're a minority because we're not doing this for clicks. We're not doing it to pay the rent. We're doing it because we love doing it. And yeah, to be fair, they're the sort of opinions you should trust more. Yeah, Those that's... that don't, I haven't got a vested interest in it. They're doing it because of, for the love of the, uh, for the love of the sport. Yeah, it always makes me laugh when people think that's what I do for a living. Because I'm like, there's no fucking way I do that for a living. You know how stressful that'd be. Yeah, that'd be crazy. Uh, this industry yeah. is way too fickle about people and clicks and bullshit. That it'd be almost impossible to make money. There's so much fucking politics well, involved in that. There's so much politics, and there's like six. Like, what was it? I was, I you know, and I'm not going to name names, but like, I'll talk to PR people, and they'll tell me they're sending out like. A th- over a thousand codes. I'm like, there are a thousand gaming websites out there. Like that's insane. No, they're all YouTubers. Well, between YouTube, I, I media, it. websites, and stuff, like, my God. I mean, how many? Well, take a look at Open Critic because they're the ones that you know. Take everybody. They, they take. S- everybody. They started accepting, yeah, like not, but they don't. I don't think they weigh a lot of them. Oh, a lot of them are like contributors, is what they call it. Yeah. Wait, they don't they don't weigh them. I thought that was the whole point of Open Critic, where everyone's weighed the same, isn't it? Not not weighed like that. They don't they don't get counted towards the overall if they're just considered contributors. If they continue to be like regular sites, they'll get upgraded. I think is the way it works. Hmm. So it's not like Metacritic where you have to get approved and you know all that different stuff. Yeah. Because Joe Schmo with a fucking YouTube channel can review Mafia Three and then not review something for a year. Yeah, pretty much. You know. All right. To continue through his email, uh, this is one of the reasons why we lost great game devs or franchises like Blur, or, or any major breakthrough on Ace Combat games right after Assault Horizon, or the latest Gears of War. I mean, uh, what do you fucking expect? You rant because a game comes out yearly, and then you rant. Uh, a game that was released after more than a year in the making. I mean, what in the fuck do you fucking want? He's on a he's on a profanity roll, man. Uh, he's not happy. Uh, go make a game, and why don't you? And let's see how it feels for you to be negatively received in the end. It's damaging and can also affect a person's health. That's oh, that's wow. one of those that's one of those uh, things that really makes me laugh sometimes is seeing people who did, you know, make a career out of criticizing all this stuff and then they go to make a game and their game is not good and hearing <laughs> and hearing people like rip into them and them getting upset it's like you do remember you did that for years karma is a bitch 
Making games is one of the hardest things you can do in this world. And like, it, 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 let's go back to what we were talking about earlier. You, you, uh, this Drew talked about NeoGaf. They got together and were trying to make a game, and they've been trying to make that game for four years. Four years. Mm. And it is a pixel side-scrolling action game. So how, how very original. Yeah. Mm. So maybe respect when a game does come out a little bit more. It's just it's not just about the fact that it's difficult. If you think about a creative work, right? You're just putting a piece of yourself into it. Even if a game seems like kind of like you know has uh, kind of put together, if it if a group of people put their time and effort into putting something, you know, like a making something, then that's like that's like their child, that's like their baby, right? And it's not only the fact that it's so important to them as like a point of pride as how well it's received, it's also their livelihood, right? So when I see people uh, that give poor reviews to games. On on a hunch, unlike unlike a kind of a malicious way to try to get clicks and stuff like that, it really rubs me the wrong way because they're trying to get ahead by putting other people down in the worst way possible. And when you think about that, there's a lot of responsibility, right? And I think whenever I'm kind of placed in the position I'm about to score a game, and especially when I'm about to score a game poorly, I really sit down, I think, I read my review three, four times again, I think about my experiences, and then I I do it with like a heavy heart. I'm not happy to give games a bad score. I'm always very happy and joyous to give good scores, because... You know, if I really enjoy the game, I want to share that experience with everyone and say, "Hey, everybody, this game is great. You should t- you should take a look. You should buy it. You should support the developers." But when I have to give a game a bad score, I think about the people that made the game. I think about what kind of effect uh, you know the poor rating would have, especially if it's like an indie game that not a lot of people are going to review, and it's my score that's going to be up there with like three others being weighted. And my review is going to bring that score down heavily. And it's going to be there on Metacritic. It's going to be there on the uh, Steam page as one of those scores. And people are going to see that score and just kind of cast it aside. They're not going to read the review. They're going to see the score. They're going to see like, oh, this game got a 45. This game must be terrible. It must be completely unplayable. And because of that number, it's going to hurt the game sales tremendously. So it's a sense of responsibility I, I don't think enough people understand. And if you don't if you don't respect that responsibility and treat it properly, then you don't deserve it. You don't deserve to write those reviews. You don't deserve to write the the scores because you're you're not you're not qualified for it. Yeah, a prime mm-hmm. example would be um, the two reviews I wrote. I wrote one for uh, Battle High Two A Plus and uh, Gun World Two. Both guys, of which those guys are great. Those guys are really nice, and yeah. they can't, they went out of their way to say, dude, thanks for actually writing a review of my game, because I think you're going to be the only person that does. Yeah, I see and, them I see them lobbying the big sites and just getting completely ignored. Ignored, yeah. And it, it, it sucks, because, you know, I mean, yeah, I liked Battle High 2. That, that was a 2, good game, yeah. Yeah, that was a great fighting game. <laughs> and, you know, and Gunworld 2 was a fun game. I mean, there was a few mechanics I didn't like here and there, but, I mean... One guy made that game. Have you been following his updates for 2.0? Uh-huh. It's, it sounds like he's going to make some big changes to that game. I'm kind of excited yeah. to play it. Yeah. 
So, I mean, I don't know. It's like, you know, these people, these people bust their asses. Yeah. You know? I mean, I feel bad whenever I give a bad review. Hell, that one time I, I reviewed that one game, I didn't like it. I, I, I honestly didn't. There were some issues here and there. But the guy commented on my review back whenever we could do comments on the review. <laughs> and it legitimately made me feel bad. But I was just like, well, shit, man. I mean. Not every game I, is great, but you got to. Yeah. yeah. All, all we can do is be honest. And yeah. sometimes it just goes the other way. It's, it's the reality. That was kind of like the eye-opening moment whenever he commented on it. I was like, ah, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, it sucks. At least he didn't say that you need to get good noobs from the guy that made the music for the game we made fun of. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, continuing. Uh, appreciate that the game from what it is and just take note on things you didn't like and maybe it would be a lot better if you guys just email them on those points just for them to improve things instead of making a fuss about it on press or YouTube. You guys are fat or just fat jerks and yes, I will be unfollowing you all, not ZTGD, uh, because of your shitty and pointless YouTube video rants to rally the haters with your damn torches. Um, appreciate that the devs cared and they released another Mafia 3 and try not to, uh, try not to be another reason to kill their franchise. Seriously, if and when it's gone, God forbid, you'll make another drama about it and I will be there asking you, where the hell were you when the game was there, you fat fucks? (laughs) (laughs) Mookie, uh, I'll tell you one thing, like, you're making some good points, and I agree with you, but when you use profanity, you hurt your own point, man. Like, yeah. I get it. You talk about the people making the angered rants and how they're kind of, you know, uh, you know, doing an uprising on these haters and stuff like that. But you're doing the same kind of thing from the other side, and that's not how you fight this battle, brother. You got to just remain positive. You got to talk about the good points of a game, ignore the haters, and then go from there. You got to infuse the world with more positivity. If you keep saying, you know, profanities and negative things and talk about how you hate these people, then you're doing nothing more than, you know, fanning the hate from a different direction. Yep. It's it's kind of a catch-22 on that point. It is. You get mad and you look just like them sometimes. Well, he is most certainly channeling some some crazy like Dennis Dyack fucking I think he's ranting. I think it I think it was there was a straw. <laughs> I think there was a straw yeah, that yeah. broke his back and he's just getting through it. So we're we're here for you. We're here for you. You you'll be good and happy next email. Uh to continue on, yeah. there's still a little bit left. Uh a sad generation in the internet that they just love drama. Please, there's no need for this in the first place. The game is a huge improvement from the last. And please take it as that and try to have goddamn fun for once. Yes? Okay. My second part is about Overwatch and Paladins. Okay. This sure. should be fun. Uh, yes, there's a lot of love, a lot to love or like about Overwatch. But when Paladins came out, a lot of fucking idiots in the internet were crying uh, foul because it's a copy from Overwatch. Mm, um, yeah. Excuse you? Isn't it true that when Overwatch came out, the simplest comparison we can take away from it was Team Fortress 2? Just 2. Yeah. Um, yep. So what's the big fucking deal here? Um, <laughs> this reminds me of a game I reviewed and compared between Middle Earth, Shadow of Mordor, and Assassin's Creed. I mean, if another game makes something better over the other, why not, right? Uh, it's the beauty of competition because in the end, uh, the winner here is us, consumers because we're getting the better games right 
Yeah, that's uh, the thing. It's like, I have not played Paladins. I'm just saying from the videos I looked at, it looked a lot like Overwatch. I've also um, heard that it's been in development before Overwatch got um, revealed. So yeah. it is very possible that this just happens to be one of those weird coincidences. I mean, it's the same, it's the same way with Battleborn. Yeah. You know, people were comparing Battleborn and Overwatch, which are two yeah. major <laughs> nothing alike. Those yeah. games are yeah. nothing alike. And well, I'll be honest with you. Well, that's not true. No, I, Battleborn's, I, Battleborn's good. It's I like I'm Battleborn. Tra- I mean, you can you can check out my review. I think I gave it an eight. I I enjoyed that game. The bad thing is, is that because of the comparisons, people just wrote that game off, yeah. and that nobody's game playing it now. Nope, nope. And so that's the problem. You have to have people to play with in order to actually enjoy that game. Yeah. And um, I hate to see it like that. You know. This is the same way with people comparing. Everybody was calling, uh, was it Dante's Inferno as a God of War? God of War. But I fucking enjoyed the crap out of Dante's Inferno. Yeah, it was a good, good game. game. Yeah. So, I, I mean, it's, it, there's always comparison. And everybody's like, oh, it's, it's a ripoff of God of War. Guess what? God of War's a ripoff of Devil May Cry. <laughs> so, who cares? You know, I mean, it's like everything's a ripoff of something. Simpsons yeah. did it. Simpsons did it. Come on. <laughs> And Devil May Cry was originally supposed to be Resident Evil. Resident Evil. Resident Evil. Or, yeah. <laughs> so, so it's all crazy, man. Hey, Bayonetta. That. Bayonetta's rip off Devil May Cry. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Is it uh, Gears of War's rip off of that other game that Kill also Switch? had chest cover? Yeah. It's... So, like, you know, Simpsons did it. Ken said it last week, right? Yeah. Simpsons did Simpsons it. Simpsons did it, man. And I've said time and time again innovation, originality, overrated. Extremely. It's all about the execution. It's about how yep. you use those ideas, okay? That's yep. what matters. Exactly. All right. Um, I know I'm going to get some hate for some of my friends, uh, but one of them didn't want to even try the game because his reason was it's a copy of fucking Overwatch. Really, now that's kind of funny because when I when I thought that, like, oh, it looks like Overwatch. I'm like, I want to try that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I still it's, I still want to play it's that. Free. Game. Yeah. It's, it's free. free to play. I want to try it. I w- in fact, I want to do a video. But that's his. That. That's literally his next statement. He's like, "Well, it's your fucking loss, you dumbass, because it's free to play anyways." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which uh, conclude me to two things. I have removed Overwatch as one of my game of the year contenders this year because it's nothing new for me uh, for doing the same thing over and over again. I think I fell out of it. Uh, I realize that I want games with rich. In contents, if not complex, I mean, for sure, multiplayer games are fun, especially with friends, but Overwatch or Heroes of the Storm are there, but not enough. Complexity for me, unlike Dota 2, uh, item building, positioning, roles, and their so-called MMRs. Uh, A lot of numbers, but hey, I guess that's what I like about uh, in a multiplayer game that can differentiate individuals that game, and also EVE Online and Elite Dangerous. Uh, I have mad respect with Blizzard, but I'm sorry, Overwatch is no longer my game of the year contender because I fell out of it just like I felt, um, just like how I felt from Titanfall. But man, come to think of it, Titanfall has more to offer because on a MOBA standpoint, it can, it can work and the card system was understandable in a way, but they did fuck up, uh, on mandatory online campaign and the pairing was terrible. And my second conclusion is just shut the up and enjoy your goddamn games uh, haters will you and f- the PC master race you don't need SLI crossfire that shit as per the recommended requirements cheers Whew. okay happy feels nice man yeah yeah he's, he, he got a lot off his chest I, mm. I hope he feels better about it but <laughs> the, the thing about the haters thing right is that there is a line 
where complaining and pointing flaws is a good thing. Because if you literally just take everything that they give you, then we'd be living in a dystopian universe where every single piece of gaming is just, just you know, <laughs> some kind of gotcha system where you got to pay piece by piece. And no game is ever finished on release, you know? Because that's how, that's the maximum way for that to do it. Every single well, it game works, needs right? to be pre-ordered. Mm, no, not, I wouldn't say that. That's a cynical way of looking at it. There's plenty <laughs> of games, uh, that, that are, that are fine and complete when they release. So, yeah, there's, there's rights to complain. And you know, as much as you might hate the fact that the whole Mafia 3, you know, 30 frames per second being a big fuss, that is, that is kind of stupid. Like, there is literally no reason from that game's perspective to be locked at 30. Like, there is no gameplay reason. There is no mechanical reason. It was solved instantaneously by a patch a few days later. That tells me that they just weren't prepared to launch that PC port in the state that they wanted it, truthfully. And because people complained, they did put out a patch. Now the game is better for it, right? So, yeah, I understand the fact that people over-complain, people always kick up a fuss about this and that more than they need to, and the game itself is still playable, but complaining about the right things to the right degree to the right people can make a better game in the end. Exactly. But it's all... It's all if, nobody, if nobody complained, we'd still be in a post-loop 2.0 Diablo world. Exactly. And, I, I and I'll tell you this, I don't want to play that fucking game. No, I, I don't think it's the complaining that people have a problem with. I think it's the Venom. Yes, mm. of course. I mean, it's the people yeah, that tell uh, developers to kill themselves and stuff like that. Those are the yeah, the, and and don't don't jump out there and be like, I'm not going to play a game because that's true hyperbole. Let's go back to the modern warfare argument. The boycott. Yeah, <laughs> that ninety percent no, of those, two, right? yeah, yeah. The, the boycott right. that ninety percent of those people on that list uh, own the game or were playing it the yeah. day it came out. Yeah, yeah. Don't 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 blast hyperbole and negativity on the internet. You got a legitimate complaint, then that's fine. You don't have to be an asshole. Let 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 that be the life lesson in gaming as in life itself. Don't be an asshole. Oh wow, it's a I know, such a difficult lesson. I was gonna say it's a tall heads. order. I don't I don't know. I, it's, it, seems, <laughs> it seems hard. Uh, okay, we got another email, and I was gonna hold this till next week, but I think it's relevant. Uh, Dustin uh, had had tweeted at me and I told him to send us his impressions of PSVR. So he has done such a thing in an email. Nice. He says, PSVR is here and I can see why everyone is hyping it up as the next big thing in games and media in general. This is obvious, the low-end VR experience, but damn, it's fun. Being immersed in a game doesn't feel like a fad or a gimmick, such as Kinect was. Uh, There's actually games here that work far beyond what the Kinect had to offer, though the few years it was relevant. Uh, It took me a couple nights to try everything the demo disc has to offer, and some of my favorite things uh, from it are Thumper, Res, Job Simulator, London Heist, and Eve Valkyrie. Uh, Thumper's demo in VR, I lost myself in for 15 to 20 minutes. The audio and Lovecraftian horror themes of the visuals sucked me right into the rhythm game, and I was truly immersed in that universe. Uh, Res, I dabbed in a little bit uh, since I have a physical copy coming this winter, but the demo showed me that it's going to be a great game. A job simulator is just dumb fun. Picking random stuff up and throwing it and playing with different things in your office is a riot. Uh, I decided I wanted it even though I can see how it's a novelty and would run out fast. I still thought it would be fun to show friends and family, but at the $30 price tag, I passed it up. 
that's a little too spendy for what it is, and I felt the demo would be enough to show people. Uh, London Heist was the first game I kind of freaked out on. During the driving sequence, you can open the passenger door, and it felt like I was close to falling out, and it freaked me out a little bit. <laughs> nice. Um, I sat there and laughed. Uh, it was really just an awesome experience. The game is the star of VR Worlds, and I wish it was a little longer, but it doesn't last very long, which is disappointing. Uh, Eve Valkyrie started off awesome, but some of the pivoting controls made me feel a bit weird. Uh, but once you get into the dogfights, you're so into the game, it's a blast. What really bumped me out was after the first few tutorial stages, I was looking for the single-player campaign, and to my dismay, it turned out to be a multiplayer-only game. Uh, damn it, oh well, still a lot of fun, just wanted a campaign. Uh, another demo to mention is uh, Kitchen, or the RE7 preview, and it is thrilling, and I think the full game will either make or break VR for Sony. Uh, if they can pull... Uh, a full AAA game in VR, my purchase is validated, and I will continue to support them. Uh, if you have the money and any curiosity, it's worth picking up. It has um, some cons, though, with the single screen. I do, I do notice the screen door effect, but with uh, the good games, you don't notice. Also, the Space Scavenger game on VR Worlds is the one that kind of made me sick. Not throwing up sick, but more like hot flashes where I needed a break in between playtime. It has you jumping around in space, and platforms are on the side wall or upside down, so you're constantly getting repositioned, and it was more disorienting than anything else. I uh, hope, uh, hope this helps with anyone on the fence. It's worth checking out for sure, and future games have me excited. Not to mention the fully VR short films and TV they have are well done, and excited to see what they do in the future. Bagok. Dustin. Nice. <laughs> Good to hear. Uh, it seems yeah. his impressions are mostly positive. Great. Yeah, a lot of people who who sank out the money seem to be relatively happy with their purchase, and that makes me happy. Yep. Uh, I, I've also heard news that the PSVR is compatible on other consoles. How does that work? It's the breakout, the breakout box, the cinema mode or whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah, so when you've got a big screen in front of you. Oh, uh, okay, I see. So you can just literally plug that into Xbox One then? Yeah, and then yeah. you can play Xbox One games on like a big movie theater screen in VR. <laughs> That's kind of neat. That's a nice mm-hmm. little uh, functionality. You could also use that on PC, I guess, then. Yeah, yeah PC. And Wii U. Wii U. Steam. Anything with an HDMI cable, I guess. Yeah, any HDMI, yeah. That's cool. That should have been more of a selling point. I mean, yeah, you think? That's you pretty know. cool. Yeah, that's pretty nice. No one knew do, about it. Until do you blame them for not for saying that? Like, oh, you can use it on an Xbox One. Yeah. You can you can play VR on Xbox. Like that should be in the next Xbox One tweet. VR support check. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the cheeky bastard! Yeah, I could see yeah. that. Oh, that'd be that would crack me up for sure. All right, uh, to the Twitter. We got some tweets. Uh, HD8Bit says, Hey Ken, you could probably score a 50-foot HDMI wire for pretty cheap on Amazon. I've gotten many hard-to-find wires there. That's in reference to me not wanting to hook up a 50-foot HDMI cable to run my PC to my TV. I'm sure you can. Uh, Adam says, Oh my God, Jay, can you calm down? I don't, I don't know what that... Did you ran out last week? I don't know. I, I do have a tendency to rent out here and there, so I don't know. Probably. <laughs> well, he tells yeah. you he calm down. Okay. Calm never, down. never calm. <laughs> Always <laughs> passionate. He also says, "So, do I need to play Mafia One and or Two before playing Three story wise?" 
God, I hope not, because I really didn't like to. Uh, you don't have to, but there's a character in three that is pretty big in two. So it's kind of cool yeah, to Google, have. Google it. It's kind of cool to have. Well, no, it's it's bigger than that. Um, but it's kind of cool to have that like history of that character. Mafia 2 is a great game anyway. I love play. Mafia 2. Yeah, I love it. Um, Adam says, I know what you mean with childhood hype. I was watching Dragon Ball Super the other day. I was screaming along with Goku like I was 12 again. Good times. Uh, and yes, I'm 26 now, but shit, any DBZ fans out there need to see the latest arc. Oh. Uh, his last tweet says, I always wondered why people would watch streamers too, but it can be fun when you're playing games like Elite Dangerous or Racing. Playing Elite Dangerous right now. I know. I see it on the Xbox app. We're in the future. Yep. I can see what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Creepy. Yeah. Uh, not at all. Yeah. We got a string of blue apple blue tweets. These are Drew's favorite. Um, blue apple blue says there are four legendary Pokemon being distributed in October. People still play that. Uh, who is your favorite HM slave? Do you have slave tunes as storage or as crafters or gatherers? I don't know what any of that means. I don't know. So I'm going to bow either. out of this question. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that French yeah. or I don't German? I don't. I don't understand those words. I yeah. <laughs> I don't understand those words. I, uh, <laughs> the biggest Pokemon fan on the podcast is uh, Drew, right? Yeah, but I don't know. Is this Pokemon Go he's talking about? It's got to be Pokemon Go, right? Because they don't put Pokemon in updates to, like, 3DS games. No. So, sorry. So, say, say the tweet one more time. Okay. Let me read that one more time. There are, at, there are four legendary Pokemon being distributed in October. Uh-huh. Who is your favorite HM Slave? HM Slave. Okay, That's, I don't know what that means. I don't know. It says, do you have Slave Tunes? And Tunes I'm, sounds like MMO. Yeah. Oh, I know I, what I, oh, oh okay. So, I think he means, do you have other characters for storage? Oh. Like, you know, you create a second character to store all your crap that your first character all can't right. carry? I, I Googled it because Captain Google is not on the case today. Uh, HM Slave was a term used within parts of the fandom to refer to Pokemon and the trainer's party that is not used for battling, but to provide navigational support through the use of field moves, generally uh, generally those taught by Hidden Machine. HM oh, yeah. Slaves will typically have all four move slots occupied with field moves, allowing smooth passage through caves, across oceans, or past other obstacles at the expense of their battling capabilities. Right, right, like fly yeah. or, um, you know, you can use the strength move to move boulders, stuff like that. Cut for cutting down trees. Or the cheese. Or the cheese. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I don't even know what we're talking about. I'm in the same boat. I mean, I understand what he's talking about, but I just, I, I don't know. It, it's been a while since I actually fully played through a Pokemon game. I want to play Pokemon. I just never find the time to play Pokemon. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to Sun and Moon. I got X, or do I have Y? I don't fucking know which one I have, but I have one, and I like started a new game, and once again, I got about two hours in and then just dropped it. Yeah. All right. Um, used to be anti-microtransaction, but I have changed. Paying money for crafting bag and ESO saved me time and money. No longer do I need to travel back to town to offload. Uh, I used to quest for an hour and spend two hours managing my inventory and sending to slave mule alts. 
No longer do I destroy common materials or sit paralyzed debating about which item I keep or destroy. Yeah. Yeah. Microtransactions have their place, man. They can be a good thing. It's just, it's just so ripe to be abused. It's like, <laughs> it's basically a gun. You can use it to protect yourself, but it's more or less used in crimes more than that. You know what I mean? It's like that. That's, that's what microtransactions are. Yeah. I, I know his, I know his feeling though on like, you're playing a game and you spend more time managing than you do playing. I, I don't like doing that. Uh, he says, in World War II, you're killing Germans and Japanese. But what about World War One? Why isn't there more movies and games about World War One? Hmm. Well, um, Wonder Woman's going to be a World War One movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Battlefield One is about World War One. I, I, I think there's not as many about it because number one, most people don't know much about that war because it hasn't yeah. been flooded in media, like he's saying. Like World War Two, like so many people know more about that war. And World War One because it, it was better documented. We had you know video cameras and stuff like that. Yeah, like World War One is a lot of you know secondhand knowledge and things that have been passed down. And let's be frank, it's not a glamorous war like World War Two was. You know, it's not. It's not as mar- I don't want to make that sound inconsiderate or anything like that. But like, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. It's just I. I don't know. Especially as Americans, World War Two is when we took the spotlight and kind of took over. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's been, yeah, it's, it's coming over here and stealing. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And also, World War One also has that issue with the the armaments. The weapons are not great in World War One. No, they're no. not. They're not accurate. They don't have a lot of power in you know, to the to the uh, to the degree where it would be very satisfying to use. World War Two is when you started really getting the weaponry, the diverse things that you get. And World War One, not so much. So it's a, it's a difficult time to to really make a game on that feels satisfying. Yeah, uh, he says. What about World War Three? Well, that hasn't happened yet. Uh, since ground combat is limited and it's mostly going to be rockets and nukes, what type of games will be made? FPS, <laughs> drone. Drone control, just hmm. flying drones around. I I don't know. I mean, Infinite Warfare yeah. seems to be tackling some of that with like space fighting, <laughs> super fighting, fight super fighting robot, <laughs> Mega <Yeah>. Man. <laughs> yeah, the the more morbid reality of World War Three is that it's probably gonna be a cataclysmic like. World ending. No, yeah. If, if everyone, if seconds. everyone starts shooting nukes everywhere, then there's not going to be nothing left. It's going to be, it's going to be Donald Trump like Tobias Bruckner at the end of Turok Evolution, where he's riding a giant T Rex with rocket launchers on the side. <laughs> oh man! I, for anybody, I, if, I think World War Three will mainly be. <laughs> it, it won't. It, it will not be like ground troop shit. I, I know, but it, it'll probably be like a. It'll be like a Cold War again. Where everybody's yeah. just aiming at each other and saying, "Okay, who's shooting first? Yes, yeah, that, that's what I'm thinking. It's, so, it's just gonna be it's gonna be a cold war. It's gonna yeah. be a really dark version of Battleship. <laughs> yeah, Russia, not the movie. Russia says G four. You think my Battleship? Wow, <laughs> wow, that that accent is kind. Wow, I don't even know what that was. I was, I don't, I don't, I don't, I was, I don't know either. I, I, yeah, I, I think it was a, a multi. A multicultural accent, you know, like 
Like like it might have been like four or five different nationalities mixed in. in I'm all about I'm all about progression. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to brighter topics. Uh, Mark wants to know: so who's bony and who's fleshy? <laughs> That's a yokai, yokai watch. Yokai too. watch, right. yeah. Right. Was it fleshy wow. soul and bony spirits? Bony spirits. <laughs> in, in, in the spirit of Spooktober, I am totally bony. bony. I have nothing to respond to that. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm, you guys, you guys I'm might not, not realize, anymore. but there's a skeleton in all of us. So just, no. just look out! With look that. out! There's a skeleton inside. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> three, three spooks, baby. Three spooks. Uh, Mark also says, "Origami hurt my Tenchu loving heart, so I hooked up my OG Xbox and played Tenchu Three. I still love that game. Tenchu's amazing. Yeah, Origami was not not great. Not a great game. Uh, Blue Apple Blue Ninja. comes back and says, hey, "Where you go?" Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love that Ricky game. Uh, Blue Apple, Blue Apple Blue comes back says about free MMORPG recommendations. Sorry, I used to be part of the horde, grazing on free MMORPGs. Now I'm rotating Final Fantasy XIV and ESO. See, neither uh, neither of those games are free, right? No. Yeah, he said he used to be. Uh, okay. So, but yeah, Final Fantasy XIV, man. I'm telling you, that's the mm. game. Uh, he also says, surprised that you didn't hit max level in any MMORPG. Yeah. Is he listening to this show? <laughs> I feel surprisingly <laughs> creeped out right now. <laughs> so weird. Uh, he says, you know the game does not start until you reach max. Uh, the juice of MMORPG is the in-game content. The road to max level is just the tutorial or how to use your class. Some games let you pay to skip, uh, like in WoW. Uh, in some, like ESO, you can grind to max in six to eight hours, and if you use the October Festival, a hundred percent EXP boost, it will be less. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I get that. And it's the same way with like Diablo. You know, game doesn't start till you hit max level and then go to you know. <laughs> yeah, every piece torment. of gear you picked up till that point is completely useless. Yeah. yeah, once you go to torment, <laughs> you're like, okay, what do I do now? <laughs> <laughs> That's why whenever I power level people in Diablo, they're like sitting in town, like identifying things, like throw all that shit out. That's useless. Stop wasting your time, and then just get to max level, and then all of a sudden the first level sixty item drops. It's like a blue. It's like oh, it's better than my level fifty eight legendary. Like oh, okay then. Oh. All right, uh, Mookie seems a little cheerful in his tweets. Um, says, man, some of the voice actors are believable and awesome with all the feels. Mafia 3, a strong personal game of the year candidate. Uh, too, too much games for this month. Barely finished Mafia 3 and along came Shadow Warrior 2. Goddamn right, that game's good. Um, sorry for the too long didn't read email, guys. Uh, and he was listening to the OST of Assault Combat Assault Horizon. Sorry, Ace Combat Assault Horizon while making the long-ass email today. Ace Combat has some fantastic soundtracks. Those games are poorly missed. I wish yeah. they'd bring those back. And not in free-to-play garbage, please. Just make a new one. Uh, Blue Apple Blue has one more tweet. Uh, this one's weird. Just, yeah. Will you name your new PS4 Pro? Will you have a PS4 Pro shower? Did you do a shower when you named your old PS4? What? Like a baby shower, I think is what he's referring to. Took a shower this morning. <laughs> <laughs> mm. 
did not take a shower with my PS4. I'm, I'm sorry. This probably comes from... Oh, what's that dude's name? Game Over Greggy? Who slept okay. with his PS4? The first night he had it? Okay. Because fucking people are weird. See, when you, when you say slept with, right? Is there any other connotations no, that you should be familiar he, with? Or? He, he wasn't fucking it. Okay, let's <laughs> Hey, hey, she has a name and her name is Sony, okay? <laughs> it's my turn with the sex box. She's my sex box and her name is Sony. <laughs> exactly, so... I don't know what these people do on the internet, man. I don't either. I, like, I don't put it past them. It all started with the licking the PSP. You remember that? That girl got a job yeah. from that. Come on. Yeah. That's, that's not how you use the PSP, though. Like, that's not... <laughs> it's not It's not flavored. If that's what she was wondering... It, tastes, not, it's, not... it tasted like disappointment. Hey, man. Oh. <laughs> oh. Okay. I still have my PSP. I do too. Uh, yes. I, I played the crap out of mine. PSP. PSP. Mine got stolen. So yeah, I, I remember that. I remember that. that yeah. See, if you'd have licked it, it would have been disappointing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. Oh, Sam says anybody else have Dongan Rampa 1 through 2 for PS4 on their radar now? That's pretty dope. Unfortunately, I already own them, so I'm not going to buy them again. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't know what kind of content they're gonna add. I don't think anything at all. So probably not. Like I've already Shh. played both games twice. 60 FPS, 1080p, 4K, bro, no scope. On a visual novel with static images. I don't care. That'll help. I don't care. That'll, that'll make the game feel better. Well, you're about to you're about to play Danganronpa two for a third time, sucker. I know. Oh, actually, no. I played Danganronpa run third times, two, three times as well. 60 yeah. FPS in my visual novel, or I don't play. I don't play. No. You know, I hope somebody does say that. Because <laughs> then I can finally say that's the dumbest person on the planet. Maybe. Uh, Chandler says, Mafia 3 bugs, bugs, and more bugs. Random exploding cars, invisible racket leaders. It's fun, but not as good as the second. Man, hmm. a lot of people have issues with this game, I and I have that. not run into any. I feel lucky. Like, other than the car being sunk in mud, like, I have not had any issues with that game. I saw one particular gif of um, of the guy, like, uh, parking until on, on top of a checkpoint to get to a point, and all of a sudden, a car phases in on top of the car <laughs> he just parked and just explodes his car. Okay, that doesn't sound like a bug. That sounds like a feature. Yeah. <laughs> so that sounds comical enough. You're right, but... Yeah, that's it. Does seem it does seem kind of buggy, and it's not well optimized on PC. <laughs> I remember playing uh, L.A. Noir, and one of the biggest things was if you ever got in a fist fight, you can knock their hats off. <laughs> and, <laughs> yes. and one of the biggest things is it was always glitchy as hell, and you'd punch a guy, and his hat would like something like ejected off of his head and went straight up into the air. And I used to love doing that. I was like, here, watch this. That gif of uh, the main character falling down the stairs is still one of my favorite things. <laughs> L.A. You Noir know, was buggy as hell, man. But it was you know, one thing about L.A. Noir that I I love that I wish every open world in the history of open world games will do forward, but never do. You press a button to automatically drive to a point. I use that every single time. I hated the driving in that game. But I really like the story. So I wanted to skip the driving, but also, you know, 
have the game play the game for me in that regard so I can enjoy it. I like Mafia 3. I like GTA, like the story and stuff. But every time they tell me to drive to a place to start a mission or do something, I get all wound up. It's just like hassle. They need to I do it. They... they need to do it like Red Dead did it, where you like sit on the stagecoach and have a conversation. Yeah, that's also a great way to do it too. You could also do that with like a taxi in GTA, but that you know, like calling a taxi was also a hassle. You should be able to get into any car, just automatically drive to a point. I think, and then have happen. I think my favorite thing in, in Mafia Three yet, like I don't know how far you've gotten, but you eventually get a uh, how do you? Say, I'm gonna butcher this. The, the consigliere. The, the one that comes and gets your money so you don't have to go back to the safe house. And, like, would you would you call her? She comes driving in like a maniac. <laughs> she ran Where's my in, money? She ran over me once, and I was like, what the hell, man? <laughs> that, that woman is a crazy driver, I will say that. <laughs> uh, DJ Mitsuhara tweets us about VR. He says, VR is weird. Never thought I'd get sick playing a racing game. I was certain that Eve Valkyrie would, but it didn't. Uh, Drive Club VR made me sick in less than two laps. I was fucked for the rest of the day. I spent over an hour playing Eve, no problems. Um, I'm loving PSVR. The headset is super comfortable. I have heard that from everybody. Yep. Uh, mm. Playing Res Infinite blew my mind. Eve is a new way to play something old. I wonder if the headset actually goes over your glasses pretty well. Yeah, I've heard it does. It does. Okay. Yeah, I've seen it. Because i got to have my glasses. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm fucking blind. Yeah. Aren't you, uh, don't you also have uh, contacts that you wear, Drew? I do not, no. You don't? Oh, okay. I, you, you see a lot of pictures of me without glasses on because I had LASIK surgery, and mm-hmm. unfortunately that only lasts about 10 years, and now I'm back to glasses. And it's very, like, it's not recommended to get it twice from what I hear. I've, well, the, my doctors told me I could get it again if I wanted to, and I'm like, I don't want to go through that shit again. Yeah. That shit's hardcore. You know? uh, yeah. Uh, Anthony says, kind of excited, got my daughter into games successfully. Uh, also just picked up Until Dawn, brand new for 14 bucks. Awesome, dude. That's, That's fantastic. That's a perfect game to play in October, baby. Yeah, when is, yeah. When is PS4's greatest hits coming? Because they've already got them priced down there, like... Um, what is it? Until Dawn, Bloodborne, uh, The Order. There's a bunch of them that are 19.99 new now. They just need and to the sli- orders on flash sale right now for 7.99. Yeah, that's about the right price. Yeah, that's about right. So no, actually, well, it's not quite one dollar per hour of gameplay yet. No, so maybe, no. maybe wait till five dollars. Even then, uh, you're stretching it. I'm just saying. Yeah, <laughs> we're just we're just joshing. Yeah, yeah. I liked the order. I had fun playing through that game. It was not worth sixty dollars, but I had. Uh, fun. It was fun. I enjoyed it. It was a good rental. Um, Blue Apple Blue, man, he tweeted a lot this week. Uh, did you listen to last week's advertised pl- politics-based podcast by a fan? Do you follow any political internet radio? No. I do not. Um, I, nope. We, we no. get an overdose of politics everywhere we look. You know, Even on Twitter, you see people talking about it often. So I don't feel obligated. I don't feel I need to. And I do check you know, like things like Huffington Post. And I, I go daily to some websites here and there for my news needs, so nah, I don't, I'm not interested. Um, did you play Skylanders Imaginators? Uh, does it respect Crash Bandicoot and Cortex Heritage, or will they start getting death threats? <laughs> Jesus. Well, it comes out today, so well, I guess we'll find out. We did not get a copy of that game, so 
Did you did you request it? Yeah, I I asked about it and we were told no. They did not get a lot of press copies. Which is weird because if you know my history with the Skylanders franchise, I review it every year and in fact some years I even fly out there to the developer studio. Yeah, you're you're generally pretty positive about the Skylanders yeah, too, so I like Skylanders. Like last year when I reviewed it, they personally asked me why I didn't like last year's as much as, you know, the previous years. Um so, but yeah, not, not this year, which I thought not was right. weird. Mm. Probably because you didn't like last year. Oh, well, you know, I don't care. I've got plenty to play. I don't need any more plastic toys. I'm just saying. Uh, Sam says, remember a time when people thought Connect was too legit to quit? Connect is dead as hell now, and peeps think PSVR has hope. Shaking. Was there ever a time it was considered too legit to quit? Um, when MC Hammer danced and mm. just danced. <laughs> I, I think I think we've all established that uh, Connect. Um, you know the thing about the Connect is it's really gotten a bad like. As someone that always said like, yeah, Connect is kind of dead in the water from the very beginning. I think it had more potential than it, it ultimately showed because of uh, kind of like how heavy-handedly it was forced down people's throats, and you know how the Xbox One was handled from the launch. Yeah, it was uh, it was a goddamn travesty early on. Now it's much better. But because of that fact, Connect got the the short end of the deal, you know. And I think it could have, you know, put out some really good games. I think people still talk about how what is it, the dance game, Dance Central, right? Yeah. That mm. was that really took advantage of the Connect in 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 a way where none of the other platforms could have, and it was the best way to play that particular game. And I feel like if they really delved into that platform, they could have done more with it and put out some really interesting experiences. But it's not going to happen now because it really is true and dead. But at the same time, PSVR and VR in general has seems to be more than the fat, more than, you know, the kind of like a, a gimmick. So, yeah, we'll see where it goes from here. But like people said, man, Resident Evil 7 is going to be a big breaking point. Yeah, the Connect yeah. 2.0 was an impressive piece of technology. You know, I really enjoyed... There was one Connect game I actually enjoyed, and that was Diabolical Pitch. I was gonna say the Suda game. Yeah, that was actually a really fun game. Uh, Connect is a neat thing. I just, like Jay said, I really wish they would have made it more optional as opposed to mandatory. Uh, some more blue apple blue tweets. Will this election turn bad? Do you think the loser will claim the election was rigged? Will people practice their Second Amendment? <laughs> will we see? He's, well, a, he's already claiming uh, it being rigged. Uh, will we yeah. see well-regulated militia since it's necessary to the security of the free state? <laughs> oh yeah, it's all of the above. I think it, it. You know what? Just like everything in video games, it's all hyperbole. The election will end. Nobody will care in December. Uh, that's that's my biggest thing is it doesn't matter who gets elected nothing is going to change it it, it, it does matter that's it to, matters. To claim that they're the same people no it's not not really the same yeah it, it it matters but at the same time it's hyperbole if you remember when Obama was being elected some people were calling him the Antichrist and the end of the world was happening remember that yeah, yeah I remember yeah. that yeah so yeah how did that work yeah. out it seemed to be okay. We seem to be alright. We're, we're, we're still alive, and uh, apparently <laughs> the country has gotten out of that recession pretty well, you know? Yeah, and, I think I think we're okay. Yeah, we're, we're doing okay. You know, the, the black guy did a pretty good job. He did alright. He did alright, man. It's just fine. And uh, yeah. the woman, the, the lady without the penis, <laughs> is probably going to do an okay job, too. 
So, oh my know, it's, god! It's be all right. What the hell's it's happening, happening right, right now? What is going hey, on? Hey, hey, we're talking about we're breaking down these people into these like roles and ideas about these. Like Obama is only known for being black. Hillary is only known for being a woman. It's not about the issues. And that's what <laughs> that's the problem, right? That's that's what that's how I count them. Oh do man! All right, I love tweets. Tweets are my favorite. Um, <laughs> do you have a bunker somewhere in the forest? Where is it? I'm not telling you. Uh, can it can yeah. accommodate the whole N4G family who will be left out to die? <laughs> I, I have my own doomsday prepper connections. So I'm okay. You got rations? You got them rations? Oh, uh, my my friend is paranoid. He's got he's he's got every, he's got he's got everything. He's out. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna scratch my neck like Tyrone Biggins. Y'all got any of them rations? <laughs> he got any of them more rations? <laughs> he got any more of them rations? Ah. Yep. Uh, other than jokes about steel beams melting, do you know anyone who is serious about conspiracy theories? What is the oh. weirdest? Um, what What is the weirdest? Do you think the world? What the fuck? That that statement doesn't even like flow. What's the weirdest conspiracy theory you've heard? That's the end of the first tweet, and then the second tweet, I can't tell if it's supposed to say, do you think the world is flat or run by shape-shifting lizard people? Okay, oh. that those are two Man, conspiracy theories. Yeah, um, why is there a pyramid eye printed on currency? Because we're watching. Yeah, that's another one. Because the Illuminati. The Illuminati, that's always the answer. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, why do people not trust the government? Well, that's not conspiracy. That's just because most governments are idiots. Uh, yeah. Do you, yeah. Do you think the government is hiding info about the moon landing or nine eleven? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure they are. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. sure they have information. I don't know yeah. if it's damning or not. <laughs> I think was my favorite thing was uh, the Family Guy episode where Lois was running for mayor, and she just kept saying nine eleven. <laughs> No. <laughs> and the Legion of Doom is conspiring with <laughs> Osama bin Laden to take over America. <laughs> uh, I, I have a story about the conspiracy theories. Uh, a good friend of mine since like the high school days, like he's kind of bought into some of the whole conspiracy thing. He saw something on the internet, watched the video or two, and it led him down a rabbit hole, which he's currently trapped in. So is this still he, the paranoid guy you're talking about? Or is this no, no, he's, he's different. He's okay. a different guy. This guy is Asian, but anyway, so he... Now believes that the Earth may be flat. Oh, oh for not, fuck's not sake! Oh, good lord! We have we've circled back. Yes, we have. We have indeed. And <laughs> we want I'm, I'm just like looking at him. Conspiracy theories. <laughs> this is what we're going back to. Okay. When when he talks to me about it, I was like, "Ha ha, that's really funny. This is a good joke." And then he started being really serious about it. You know, <laughs> this is like a dinner conversation <laughs> with some other friend. And we're all looking at him like this mofo has lost his mind. And his birthday came up, and I was like, "What am I gonna get this crazy mofo?" So I got him a picture, right? He was always talking about how every picture of the Earth is 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 a composite, you know, talking about how it's taken from different photos and kind of put into one. And I was like, I get it, yeah, that's true, because a lot of the cameras and stuff like that, they they take uh, the pictures of hmm. after a certain point, they don't take the picture of the whole whole Earth as a whole. Well, I can yeah. But they have. There is a new. Uh, there was a satellite that was put up called Electro L, which actually took a picture. On a 121 megapixel camera, uh, it's, which is 0.62 miles per pixel, right? Jesus. And it took a picture of the entire Earth as a whole. 
and I got that picture. I printed it out. I post. Uh, I got it framed for him, in like a huge, giant, glorious picture of the Earth as it is round. And then I gave it to him for his birthday. What are I we? Love it. But it was what? Love it. what are it was we? Like here's the proof. Here's the undeniable proof of the Earth being round. Here you go. Enjoy that shit. What conversation are we having right now? We're talking about conspiracy theories. We're talking man. about the world being flat. Come on! Oh, wow. it's, it's, some people just need to be convinced. Hey, uh, I, um, I, uh, I'll, I'll tell you probably the weirdest conspiracy theory I've ever heard. That you're yeah. a human being and not a robot? Exactly. There you no, go. Um, that uh, NASA, working with the secret societies... <laughs> that, no, 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 no. This was actually written in a book. Of um, course. Must be true. Uh, Wikipedia, did, the novel. <laughs> suppo- supposedly during the uh, the 1970s, ignited a atomic bomb on the moon. <laughs> but, was it for, uh, you know, technology or uh, research development for the, for the, the, uh, the nuclear capability? No. It was part of a, a giant, elaborate, satanic ritual. <laughs> okay. Basically, <laughs> yeah, yeah, some kind, some kind of a, a an actual. You know how like rituals like sometimes might involve like lighting a candle uh-huh. or a goat, lighting yeah. a goat. How or do you light a goat? Bomb? Yeah, well, well, this is a, a nuclear bomb on the moon. Oh, the dark side no, of the moon, so you can't see it. People have better shit to do than make shit up like this. I'm <laughs> no, sure they don't. Do. No, they this don't. This is bonkers. You so, know all the best conspiracies <laughs> come out of the 70s. I mean, come on. It's because when you all take so many fucking drugs. Hell yeah, dude. The drugs were good, dog. <laughs> <laughs> so if three people, <laughs> if three people see some shit happen, and decides it's going to get kept a secret. It doesn't get kept a secret. Okay? So how do people think there are these continent and decade, century-spanning conspiracy theories <laughs> where somehow, despite the involvement of hundreds of people and millions of dollars, they just keep it all secret? And nobody <laughs> says anything to anybody Shh. for a hundred years. Shh, don't tell nobody. Shh. You want to trust the top water guy. Imagine a guy going home and he's like, babe, you won't believe what we just did today. <laughs> <laughs> we fucking launched a nuke to the moon. <laughs> All in, in, honor, honor, in honor of Satan. Because the devil told us to. Hail Satan. You want to don't don't tell anybody. Here's how you disprove a conspiracy theory. Shit your pants, tell three people, and tell them not to tell anybody else. <laughs> And watch how quick everyone you know knows that it happened. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's just a conspiracy. You didn't really shit his pants. So there's more. There's more. Do you think the pre- Do you think President Obama in his last day reveals Area 51 secret? What secret? <laughs> what secret will he reveal? No, I think on his last day, President Obama will be like, "Finally, I can get out of here, and all these people will leave me alone." Yeah. Yep. He's like, "Um, I'm gonna have to go home. <laughs> I'm so happy to go home." 
Have you seen the pictures of him from like his first day on the job and today? Yeah, and he's oh, yeah. Uh, he's aged he like old. 40, 40 years within eight years. Yeah. It does it to every one of them. Yep. It does. Man, like when I remember seeing the picture of him when he got elected, I'm like, man, he's a young president. Now I look at him like, fuck, I don't want that job. <laughs> he's an old man. Was he the youngest president we ever had or was that JFK? I still think it's JFK, right? I think that's right. Yeah. I think that's close. No. Yeah, he was he was very young when he was elected president, but and man, he whew. <laughs> he goes in looking like JFK, comes out looking like Joe, comes out looking like Bush. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd like to come out. He's like Bush. he's got that look on his face like I've seen some shit. Yeah. He's seen Area yeah, so 51. Area 51 is going to say all the aliens. That's what he's seen. Yeah. Area 51 is real. That's that's never been disputed. Like I have a brother in the Air Force, and he's told me it's real. It's not a secret. No, there, there's yeah, a real it's place. A real place. Yeah. Area 51. Yeah. yeah. What's there, though? He, well, he told me that they're constantly trying to hire people there because people don't like to work there. Like retired Air Force people, they try to hire them as military police there, but nobody wants the job. Just because so many people are wanting to get in. Well, n- not only that, but it's also out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. True. So like, there's nothing out there, and it's a really boring job, you know. So. Was it Roswell? Roswell, New Mexico. No, Area 51's in Los or um, Nevada. Nevada. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, he also told me that Hangar 18 does not exist. They don't number hangars that way. So well, that's all. What's Hangar 18 meant to be? Is that where it's? That's actually in o- that's actually in Ohio. It's a rumor of a, a hangar where we kept like the spaceships from Roswell or whatever. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. He said that's not and real the, because that's and, that's not how they number them. And there was me thinking Independence Day was. was <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All the Star Trek alumni live in Area Fifty One. That's where they go to retire. Hey. Um. I got another um, crazy conspiracy theory. Oh, oh I can't wait. I mean, uh, how do you top blowing up the moon for Satan? For Satan, yeah. <laughs> you, you know, the, 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 this, this won't top it. Um, pretty much every president of the United States since Roswell, New Mexico, a part of their um, initiation briefing, they actually get to meet the alien. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's still alive after He's the all. ambassador of. No, uh, I would say, Jack Gambus, at this point, you're just making shit up. You know, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm sure you're not. I've read this. I've read this. Man, you can't go down those rabbit holes on the internet. They will scare you. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the funny thing is, if you're going back to video games, the Patriots from Metal Gear is based on a conspiracy theory. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that yeah. all. all Everything in the world is ran by a small group of people. Colonel Sanders. Colonel yeah. Sanders is one of them. Oh, well, he was. He's dead now. Oh yeah. Now he, oh, we think he's dead. Well, him and yeah. Tupac and Biggie have a have an album coming out. El- Elvis. <laughs> don't forget Elvis. Elvis is going. Kurt Cobain. Uncle Jackson. Kurt Cobain's doing the guitar work. You know. It's, yeah. It's fine. It's but nah. I mean, that, I mean, it's interesting. Like that's one of the things I loved about Metal Gear, and especially going back to it last year for you know Phoenix Down. Kojima did so well having <laughs> some of this stuff kind of based on reality. Yeah. You know, especially Metal Gear 2, man. I had that realization when I played man. it. Again, and I was like, man, you know how insane this is? I mean, yeah, we got fucking robots fighting each other and shit like that. Super fighting robots. 
but in between there, like the conspiracy stuff, and I'm like, that stuff is just crazy enough it could actually happen. Yeah. And that's that's why his writing is just so brilliant. Alright. We got a couple more tweets from him. Uh, do you think ancient aliens have been guiding and helping humanity? Do you think humanity can build the pyramids? Can it invent things like cars, planes, computers, or VR headsets? Well, we did, so I guess, yeah. <laughs> no, we didn't. It was, uh, what's the, what's the, oh my god, uh, the Chappelle skit where he brought out the aliens when the world was ending. He's like, this is Bebel. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting on the oh, ship god, together. <laughs> With these two twin bitches, <laughs> I'll put it. I'll, I'll put it this way: I think a, if aliens do exist, they have monitored us and say we don't need to fuck with those people. <laughs> we, they kill themselves. Like, they're they're insane. Yeah. Those people are insane. Leave them alone. Oh man, this is my favorite conversation. Yeah. yeah. After ten years, you'd think our conversations would get old, but goddamn, Satan blowing up the moon. I I, I got nothing. God, we've we've reached a new pinnacle here. <laughs> We can only go downhill from, from now on. Alright, go speaking of going downhill, one last blew up a blue tweet. Uh did anyone see the video of Jackie Kennedy shooting JFK? Aren't the JFK aren't the JFK files going to become public October twenty seventeen? What do you expect? Nothing, because there'll be nothing in there. Okay, let's stop for a second. <laughs> oh man. There's a the, supposedly there's a video of Jackie killing JFK. That would what, be what was the a video. What was the video like on the grassy knoll and shit? What was what happened? So she it was killed a Bruder film. The fuck? Uh, no, this, this is so ridiculous. So again, <laughs> okay, here we are. Um, there's a there was an international conspiracy mm-hmm. to kill the president. Sure. And yet they're going to release the files from it, and all the truth will be there just next year. Yeah, no big yeah, deal. It'll be there. No big deal. I no mean, I, I'm sure it'll, uh, it'll make everybody confident in our government. I don't. So, is something really going to be revealed October 2017? There, there's I've never a. Heard of any of this well, what's the life. what's the what do they call it uh, after so many years? Statue freedom of, of information. Or? Well, yeah, I'm, I'm sure the Freedom of Information Act probably requires them to put some of this stuff out. But I just That'd think be, it's hilarious yeah. that people think there's going to be conspiracy information in there. Like they're like they've hit it yeah. so successfully for so long, and they're just gonna be like, "Well, Freedom of <laughs> yeah. Information Act says yeah. we got to That's, put it over." So yeah. we're fucked now. It yeah. was well, brace yourself. Uh, expiration date. It's expiration. It's we're, like a, it's like a gallon of milk. You know? We're bound. Yeah. We're bound to follow the laws when it comes to the president we had assassinated. Weren't the uh, wasn't the uh, Freedom of Information Act up on like Roswell, New Mexico, a long time ago? <laughs> oh, I'm sure it was. We didn't get any of that information, did we? Nope, they're crazy. Oh, that's, that's that's really weird. I, I don't know. I, I've never heard the conspiracy that Jackie killed. I no, that's that's yeah, that's. I think yeah. in general, the simplest answer is generally the right answer. Yeah, yeah. She was pissed about Marilyn. That's what it was. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> I, I, you know, I don't. I think that I don't know. I, I, you asked me about this stuff. I wasn't around when he got killed. Nope. But after hearing about it and reading about some of it, I think that Lee Harvey Oswald did kill him. But he most certainly was not working alone. Obviously, he yeah, conspired he was, with a bunch of people. He was shot on my birthday. 
including what Jack Ruby was that who it was? Uh, Jack, Jack Ruby, Ruby was the one that got sh- uh, that shot, har- uh, shot. Oswald. Yeah, Oswald shot killed him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's not a conspiracy. That shit was on video. That, 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 that happened. <laughs> yeah, they have the, pictures of that. Yeah. <laughs> the um, the have you ever seen that picture of? Because I took a picture as it was happening. Yep. And there's a picture of him like getting shot, and somebody photoshopped him, and it looks like they're in a band playing instruments and shit. Oh, it's so fucking funny. If you look in the background, Colonel Sanders is behind. Yeah, Colonel Sanders is there. <laughs> he right. is chicken. All right, one more. <laughs> Seven herbs and spices, I done killed him. <laughs> he must have had to double down. <laughs> yeah. You're not gonna take my famous recipe. <laughs> that's, that's the truth. That's the truth. Oswald stole his famous recipe of seven herbs and spices. <laughs> just accused Colonel Tasty Sanders enough to kill fools. <laughs> God damn! Uh, I got I got one more tweet. One more tweet is from Nivek. This says, "Can't wait to dive into the world of Red Dead again. Lots has changed since 2010." Yes. Wow, that Agreed. just killed the mood, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> well, that, I don't know. That had nothing to do about Satan blowing up the moon, so I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Herbs and spices does Red Dead have. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's hot in the streets. Oh, man. If you want to tweet at us some more conspiracy theories, please do. Tweet those at N4G Podcast. Whoa, somebody shared a photo. <laughs> oh, my God. Is it of is it of Satan worshiper blowing up the moon? Look, there's Lee Harvey Oswald right behind him, Colonel Sanders. Yeah, it's Captain and Tennille back there. Captain and Tennille. <laughs> <laughs> oh, tweet him at us at N4G Podcast. Um, send us an email, podcasts at ztgd.com. If you want to follow us on Twitter for some weird reason. Uh, John is at John W U K J at Botterside J. Jason is at Gambus Khan. You can discuss your Satan blowing up the moon theories with him. Uh, Drew is at DML Fury. Ryan is at R Wombold, and I am at ZTGD. Follow us on the Twitter. We're fun. We're funny. We're also yeah. old. Yeah. And if you follow me on Twitter, you'll get lots of Japanese photos over the next two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Going to Japan. Uh, what? Hell yeah. Uh, never mind. John W. I'm just going to leave that alone. He's, he's going to Japan. I, I know, but I thought you said something else. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. <laughs> never, never mind. I, I got said. Go, going, to, going to Japan. Going to Japan. Okay. Well, we're going home. Because yeah. the show's over. So, unless anybody has anything else. Oh, do you think? No. Um, I don't have... I, there's nothing else I could say that <laughs> would close out this podcast in a um, normal I, I, way. I will say this to the listeners. Um, if you want to really... If you if you just want to buy or read one book... Just one. You on, don't read yeah, any just, more than one book. Just yeah. one book um, uh, that involves uh, crazy conspiracies. Uh, pick up... Um, it's, I think it's called Behold a Pale Horse or it might be called Behold a White Horse. It's it's a it's one book. It's all about conspiracies and uh, it's got to be pale um, horse, right? Because that's the that's yeah. the line for for death. He rode in on a pale horse. Yeah, behold a pale horse. Yeah, read that book. It's a uh, it's a fun read. 
Uh, it'll give you nightmares, and you'll you'll probably lo- you'll probably that, lose sleep over it. That doesn't sound like a fun read, Jason. No. If it gives me nightmares, you'll that's... question everything you've ever believed. It's great. It's a hoot. Yes, <laughs> it's great. Yeah, you, you'll be looking over your shoulder for the rest of your life. You'll scream yeah, and have PTSD after reading the book. I mean, it's great. It's it's science blend. This fantastic yep. read. You'll need, you'll need therapy and lots of pills, and yes, read this book. Yeah. Okay. Well, if that's it, then Jason, you can do your thing, and we can go home. Alrighty then. To the and it goes seat. something like... <laughs> Thanks, Ken. You, you, really, you really killed him there. <laughs> the secret message is...